Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, the children. You happen to know anything about this Cochrane? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Trick or treat, trick or treat. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask. Can I have a mask? Uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it. The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, the night no one comes home. Hillbilly DVD reviews number 31. One more day to Valentine's Day, Crimson Shamrock. Hello, welcome to the Love is in the Air special Valentine's Day edition of Hillbilly DVD Reviews. I'm joined by a couple great guests here. We're going to be talking about one of the most romantic movies of all time, doing actually a, a DVD commentary for it, a very contentious DVD commentary I'm feeling coming on here. Today, I'm joined by Has No Podcast Whatsoever, Corey G. Corey G, how are you? I'm doing good. Here to talk about this great romantic film, almost as great as Irreversible. <laughs> almost as great. And also, our very the whole reason why we're doing this this particular film, uh, our guests are very happy to have him. You know him from Slow Hand Radio. You know him from Second Run Podcast. We're talking about The Source. Source, how you been, man? Pretty good, except for when I had to go listen to... Uh... Corey, talk a bunch of smack about me for you know two straight hours on your last episode, man. Yeah, let's. Man, talk. that made me so fucking mad. You dragged my ass out of retirement. <laughs> he came out of retirement for you, source. <laughs> he couldn't believe nothing, the things nothing you. Nothing screams Valentine's Day like watching the biggest pile of crap of all time. Oh come on, that's. I fine. figured. I figured you'd like it. All those romantic Stonehenge references. <laughs> come on, boys. Let's let's save it. Let's save it for the commentary. <laughs> so yeah, the movie we're talking about, of course, is Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. 
Corey heard uh, uh, the Halloween episode, which I was very lucky to be a part of on Second Run Podcast, where we covered all the Halloween films. Halloween 3 being amongst them, and it, pretty much it seemed like uh, being um, Source's most hated film of all time. So <laughs> It's pretty close. So we're, so we're going to get the movie rolling here. Everybody, if you got the DVD, if you want to play along at home. We are on the very beginning, the seven-second mark, where it says Universal MCA Company, the opening logo of the movie studio. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And when I uh, say go, hit play on your remote control. Okay, everybody. One, two, three, go. All right, here we go. Universal logo going away now. Universal MCA Company, surprisingly enough, no longer an MCA Company. All right, now we have the TV set going up. It's really crazy when you watch this movie on a like a big screen TV now, and, and you see you get re- reminded of that old ass um, uh, the, what do you call it, the cathode ray, the the interference, like with shit. the rabbit ear TV. And yeah, all yeah. <laughs> Halloween three season three. Did you get your you Blu-ray to run, is, cousin? Is I did. Now you know how it's like the bars are going up in orange, like yeah. that. You know, it says season. Then that reminds you of the Cobra trailer when it did that, and then you saw Stallone is Cobra. Yeah, <laughs> this may be the best part of the movie. You think it's happening right now? Well, let's talk about it just for a little second what this is. Uh, all Halloween movies. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Holy shit! Let's talk about it. this. This is the part of a Halloween movie. Where normally you see a pumpkin being carved or being torn apart, but with this being, you know, an ode to technology, more of a, a sci-fi thriller, they wanted to go with, a, you know, at, well, I guess at the time was cutting-edge computer graphics, and it's basically a pumpkin being made out of, like, I don't know what you would call it, Mario Paint or something. <laughs> it's like this, like, from an old Commodore 64 computer. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly what it's from. I think, and, and and it's no secret. I don't. I don't. I'm not a Tom Adkins fan. I don't. Really I'm not either. Like I don't see the fascination with him. Um, I, I do like John Carpenter, although I'll be the first to admit he's made a lot of crap. Yeah. Um, but th- this is. I, I really think this is probably the most underrated um, hol- Halloween horror film like ever made. To be honest with you, I agree. So <sighs> too, it's just you know, um, th- th- this is uh, basically kind of the alumni. Cat, you know, crew of the um, Halloween series. We had Dean Cundey coming back to do the photography, and that's kind of why it looks like some of the earlier Halloween movies. But John Carpenter, he really didn't want to do any more Halloween movies. Um, well, he really only did the first one, and then he kind of produced the second one and wrote it. Same thing with this was they wanted to get away from Michael Myers, so controversially they uh, picked this uh, crazy scheme of a you know a Celtic priest and all this crazy shit. But um, they handed it off to uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, who later on to went to uh, do other movies like Fright Night 2 and shit, but I think this is directorial debut, and I have to say, like, you know, with the photography and the score, it kind of has the echoes of a, of a Carpenter film for sure, but it, you know, it, it definitely has this uh, new spin to it. Fright Night 2 is poop. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, I like it. Come on. I... Nah, Fright Night 2 shit. Fright Night 2, a movie you have to get from Upper 11th. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no real DVD release. No, it had one. It just went out of print fast. Oh, yeah, it was like an artisan release for like a week. October. Right. Yeah, here we go with the opening. Um, you know, opening up with, with surprising. You, you think, you know, Halloween franchise known for good-looking girls getting killed and shit. 
you know, kind of a surprising choice to have an old ass man running down the road with a Halloween mask <laughs> banging out the front of his pants. <laughs> and it was like flopping up and down like a big orange dodo hanging his pants. This is very reminiscent of uh, what he did, Christine. The same kind of shots. Mm-hmm. The headlights coming. I think the only saving grace here is that John Carpenter's score is always like, like the real deal. Like the mood he, is set, he, he scores despite the fact that it's a horrendous pile after this moment. But well, I, I, I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't get the hay for it, and as we'll see here with these. Uh, you know, what we later turn out to be robotic henchmen. But these henchmen, the way they stalk and, and kill people, uh, I'm surprised. You know, I understand, like, people for whatever, even though the previews to this movie, the trailers told, you know, told you it was, like, pretty much a whole new storyline. For some reason, people expected Michael Myers to be in it. So maybe they're disappointed there for sure. But, that was, like, you know, I remember when it came out. That was 90 probably 99% of the hatred. How do you make a Halloween movie without Michael Myers? They should have just called it season of the witch. And I bet it would have, you know, eliminated all that. Right. Yeah. Okay. There's not, there's not even any witches. There's a witch mask. Oh yeah. So that's why we should call the movie season. of. Maybe they should have called it season. They're called season of the stone. What are you talking about? Connell Cochran. He's a witch shirt. Yeah. He, by definition, can't be a witch. How do you know? Did you check his genitals? How <laughs> do you know he's not in disguise? Yeah, but, but people claim they love Michael Myers so much. I think these henchmen, these robot henchmen, did a real good job of playing good, like, stalking slash characters. Like, I, I, I think this, some of this stuff here, like in this junkyard and all this, I think this is, like, just as effective, you know, aside from maybe the first film. But definitely these scenes are a lot better than anything you saw in the Halloween sequels, like, four, five, six. You know what I mean? Or When we, when we get near the end, the I'll Matrix. tell you why I don't like these guys. Okay. <laughs> now, if The Rock was in this movie, would you like it better? I would like anything better with The Rock in it. Let's be serious. Okay. <laughs> you, you two... Um, <laughs> complete different ends of the spectrum of Halloween 3 but when it comes to The Rock you guys are holding hands sitting in a tree with that one <laughs> if, if this was Fast and the Furious season of The Witch I'd probably love it hell yeah well there's a car right there for you <laughs> yeah. I just think this movie is really like if you look at these shots the, the shadows, the lighting, the atmosphere with the music, I mean you just you know this for being like literally shows you how low the bar has got over the years for this being a really low budget movie at the time you know like on the very bottom end of a, a studio release budget wise compared to the shit that comes out now with 20 30 40 million dollar budgets like this movie is just so much well crafted you know it's just better plus you're not gonna see another movie back then or today where you know they're killing little kids mm-hmm. i mean you're, you're not uh-oh uh oh! What's out on the TV? <laughs> we'll get into this later too. I'm not even going to get started on this yet. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> now, if they made a part two, would you see this? Would I see it? Yeah. No. Now I know. Now, what if the movie poster picture this said Halloween three season of the witch part two and it was a big poster and it had all the Stonehenge rocks and the tagline was it brought friends <laughs> <laughs> you'd be lined up wouldn't you 
Yeah, I'd be the first one in there, baby. Well, what's your love for Stonehenge? I mean, did you lose your virginity by one of no, the rocks? No, no, no. My, my, part, partly my biggest issue with this whole Stonehenge thing is that uh, I find it hard to believe that nobody noticed that these giant, super heavy rocks just disappeared, right? It was like, on the like news. somehow over. Yeah, but yeah, but like that nobody saw. Like the kind of undertaking that it would take to move one of those, somebody would notice. Somebody would notice. Yeah, super strong robots. They just carried it off. No one noticed a bunch of super strong robots carrying off a giant it's rock not, that was guarded. It's, yeah, it's not guarded day and night. To America, come on, come and, on. And they're they're killer robots okay. too. They would kill anybody who tried to stop them. Uh, just, just plus stop. this guy's rich. He probably had his plane land. The robots loaded a rock up and they left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because no one noticed a giant plane hold, big enough to hold Stonehenge land in the middle of that area. They okay. didn't take Stonehenge. Right. They took a okay. rock. It's like a very large rock, a very, very I mean, large rock, a I very mean, heavy I, large rock. I mean, I'll have to see it again when it gets to the end of the movie, but I don't think it's that huge of a it's piece. Pretty, it's pretty big. Okay, now tell me. When they could have put that on a flatbed truck and having got out of there. sex, obviously, for the first time. Well, how big was it? <laughs> Are you currently wearing, like, a shirt that says, I love Stonehenge? It's not about your Stonehenge. Hatred for a movie and you make, you make, you make a lot of comments about like, oh, it's just because you love Stonehenge. No, just that that's a preposterous idea in the plot. Okay, did you like? No, I'm sure. And you they won't even explain why. They're just like, oh, it has magical powers. Oh, cool, awesome. Okay, well, when Chevy Chase knocked it down in European Vacation, did you cry or did you say that's preposterous? I've never seen that movie. Oh God, that's right. It's made before 1995. <laughs> I forgot what the fuck it Yeah, so I mean, you're being very critical of plot points and whatnot of this film, but don't you kind of have to admit that no matter what this movie was, you would hate it anyway, just because it is so old. No, no, there are plenty of older movies that I like. I just hate this movie. And you know what? I got to say one thing. Speaking of old, Tom Adkins probably looked 75 when he was 17. <laughs> This fucker always looked like an old man. Tom Atkins is like such a ladies' man in this movie, and I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Everybody no, I, wants I'm to do agree. Tom Atkins. I'm going to agree with you on that one. I, I, <laughs> I'll agree. The only thing I liked him in was Drive Angry. I like him in Night of the Creeps. That, you know, to me, that movie is okay. That's my review of it. Oh, I love it, cousin. Most people do. My wife's a big fan of it. Here we have What's-Her-Name playing a different role than she did in part one. That lady. Yeah, Nancy Loomis or whatever her name was. I always thought she was the hottest one in part one, but clearly here you can see like four years of real life time have not been kind to her. (laughs) You thought she was hotter than Jamie Lee? In the first one? Okay, Jamie Lee, super fucking hot, but not in the first Halloween. The first Halloween, Jamie Lee looked... No, she looks like a mouse, dude. You can barely see her boobs. Oh, come on. The only the only time of the movie she looks hot is towards the end when she's running around those tight jeans, but what's her name here? The the part where she like walks out in her underwear to the uh the wash house and shit. Like the uh, yeah, I would have tore that up. <laughs> she ain't no rebel Wilson. I mean I'm gonna be the first to say, but still. <laughs> no, she's not. Tell me again, because I, I kinda forget. Who's the old wino standing there? He he just was working at okay like you know how like the guy went and he was running to try to find a gas station but it turned out it was just full of old cars well he escaped there and he went to a real gas station that's right and that's that right. Of the sitting there watching yeah. TV 
He was watching the Stonehenge program. He was watching Source's favorite show. You couldn't do this last week because you went bowling, right? Uh, I was out of town, yeah. I'm going out of town tomorrow, too. When you bowl, you don't pretend the pins are Stonehenge because you'd probably be too sad to knock them down, right? You're exactly right. Yeah, so- I pretend that they're you. Oh. oh. <laughs> I yeah, think so- a lot of people do that. Yeah, Source, you've been touring around, man. Has everything been going good? You had a good time? Yeah, it's been pretty good. I'm going to... Uh... Milwaukee and Indiana the next two weeks for the Masters and the PBA Tournament of Champions. So a couple nice. of uh, majors. So it's going to be a big deal. Is your uh, is your personal bowling going well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a good weekend last week, and hopefully I can parlay it here. But I'm going to be against the best in the world the next two weeks. So we'll see. Nice. Uh, all that will actually, by the time this airs, because we're actually recording this, full disclosure, two weeks ahead of time. So, oh, yeah. So I'll, you can I'll, see how terrible I did on PBA.com. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cross my fingers and, and give you a hot tub time machine wish of good luck. <laughs> I can't bowl worth the fuck. That's what you get for spending all the, your formative years in the karate dojo. Hell yeah. Sweep the leg, Corey. I, could probably, I bet I could break a bowling pin, though. I was listening to a podcast a day from about four years ago, Corey's first podcasting experience, where he proudly proclaimed he was studying martial arts from age five to 32. (laughs) That is 100% accurate, too. I know. And believe me, I have the back, the knees, and the left hand to show for that. (laughs) Cousin, how could you train for so many decades, literally, and you still haven't starred in an action film yet? Yeah, and the saddest thing is my training came to an end helping some dumbass kid. I was okay in for him, and I slipped on a mat and broke a rib. Oh, shit. All right, here here we have the um, Unstoppable. That's a nice hen- shot there. Yeah, the Unstoppable Henchman here putting on his gloves, ready to kill the old man in the hospital. And uh, this almost harkens back a little bit to uh, Halloween 2, how they were just so trapped in that, that empty-ass hospital. You know, I think the Agent Smith from those Turd Matrix movies, I think, was ripped off from this uh, season of The Witch, to be honest with you. Oh, I think so, for sure. I mean, just the idea of the eight, where they were, the agents in general, they all look like how these henchmen guys looked, you know? Mm-hmm. 47 Ronin's way better than The Matrix for anyone who cares. No, I, I have, actually have to agree with that. I disagree wholeheartedly. But Walking Tall is better than all of them. With Joe Don Baker or the one with the rock? With the rock. All right, here we How does he actually kill this guy? He gouges his eyeballs out. Gouges his eyes out. Uh. It's pretty hardcore. Look at look, the guy's face turns into a rubber mask. That's great. Source, come on. Like you don't get effects like this. I don't yellow shit coming out of his face. The only thing I can say is proving Johnny Depp's much tougher because when his eyes got gutted out, he just put on sunglasses in the like, underrated Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Exactly. Look at the guy just wiping the, the fucking the pus from the guy's eyeballs all over this curtain. <laughs> It'd be much easier. It's to very, very Argento-like uh, scene there with the, the black gloves. Exactly. Tom Atkins, he's such a hero, he slept all the way through this eye gouge. <laughs> He's drunk. That, actually, that is true. He's always drunk in this movie. Well, I'd be drunk if I looked like that at age twenty-five. <laughs> now, keep the keep in mind <laughs> at, at this point in time, Tom Atkins. Come on, come on, man! Don't tell me that's not hilarious. 
can run very hard and this guy walking as slow as he can he doesn't pick up any ground well come the on the killer always walks in these movies T- Tom Atkins has the lungs of a 90 year old he smokes so much this is hardcore where you pour gasoline into your own fucking eyeballs and catch yourself on fire <laughs> Yes, like, you know, this is all stuff that you you didn't see before, and you still don't see to this day. There's a lot of things here that are really I wouldn't necessarily say groundbreaking, but just things you don't see. Very innovative. Yeah, like I almost feel like this film was actually too. I mean, even though the previous Halloween films were R-rated slasher films, I feel like this movie, like just in tone, was too dark and nihilistic for the crowd who just wanted to cheer. You know, because I mean, yeah, this was Halloween three, but this was after um, Friday Thirteenth started up. People are used to killing, you know, cheering for the killer. You know, ki- you know, horror movies are becoming very tongue in cheek by this point. And this movie, as crazy as it is concept wise, like the actual death scenes, they're very straight and hardcore. Plus, this had a plot somewhat, whereas an average horror movie back in that day, to this day, doesn't. Exactly. To say that this movie has a plot is possibly the worst thing I've ever heard. This Okay, what's your favorite movie out of curiosity? I, I honestly don't know. I have no idea. Probably like uh, Dark Knight. The Batman movie? Yes. Which one's for the Dark longest Knight? time, For the longest time, the it, was, it was The Matrix. Okay, so The Dark Knight, you thought, has a better plot than this. And you're talking to a comic book fan. Yes, yes. How is that possible? Because the plot of this movie is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And and I'm going I'm to tell you why for the next 70 minutes. Just wait. I'm going to break okay, it down what, for you what, piece by piece here. How about this? Because it should take you 70 uh, seconds. What was the, actually the plot of The Dark Knight? Plot of the Dark Knight was essentially you have this bad guy who wants to see the world burn, who wants to go destroy Gotham, and then you have to have Batman basically trying to establish Harvey Dent as the hero for Gotham so he doesn't need to be there. So they don't need him anymore. So basically what you're telling me, Source, is the Dark Knight is a giant euphemism for 9-11. What you're telling me is if the Joker had Stonehenge, it'd be the same movie pretty much. No, not even close. This has better acting. Remember that giant? Oh, this does. does. Yeah, let's wait till we get to the hotel room with Tom Atkins and Lady over here and tell me how good the acting is. Remember Dark Knight? Joker literally had a mountain full of money that he could walk on and catch on fire. That's pretty hard to believe that they could carry all that money. I believe it. I find it more believable that they could move Stonehenge. (laughs) My plan is to get arrested. But then to break out when I should have just not got arrested in the first place, thus saving two hours of my life. I'm pretty sure that what we're not watching right now is The Dark Knight. And what we are watching right now is Halloween 3 season of the bullshit. Yeah, I'll right, take The Dark Knight over The Dark Knight Rises. That's one of the worst movies ever made. That is. It's, it's pretty bad. That's where the, the 9-11 euphemism really went sideways with that. I don't think Christopher Nolan, being a Brit, really knew how to sum up the... Uh, following years of the Bush presidency and wrap it up into a comic book film for the sequel the way he did for The Dark Knight. Crime is illegal now. We can't do no crime here. That's the stupidest plot of anything. 
All right, here here we have going back to the Valentine's oh. Day theme. We have I believe the actress's name Stacy Nelkin getting discovered by Tom Atkins, and she immediately feels uh, his his hot and heavy whiskey and cigarette stained yeah. breath on the back of her neck. She turned all the <laughs> way down her all with his eyes. Clearly, exactly. she smelled that Miller Lite coming. <laughs> yeah. Would be surprised. She turns around, has his hand on his pants. <laughs> it's now Wednesday the twenty seventh. Tom Atkins has just uh, had sex with this woman, clearly, in the coroner's office. They button their clothes back up, and She's now they cute. want to talk to She actually is. I I don't know. I think I might actually bang her over the other chick. How how does Tom Atkins bang everybody? It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, if they would have left in all the scenes of him banging, this would have been a four-hour film. <laughs> this would have been a porn. Yeah. It would have just been a softcore. He's wearing that. He's wearing Sex Panther, whatever the shit was called. <laughs> He, he got that tash. He got an early <laughs> test match of Drakkar Noor, and, and back in 1983, he was driving all the women crazy. I think it's the mustache. Very look at him. That's some pretty Burr Reynolds right there. I think it's actually the feathered hair. What's hanging on his back pocket right there? Is that like a handkerchief? Yeah, it's from cruising. Not covered semen rag. <laughs> it's it's a handkerchief from cruising that lets everybody know what he's into. <laughs> I don't think he got that reference. That movie was made in the 70s. That is true. Here, no, it's 80s. Look, look how sad <laughs> this woman is when Tom Atkins walked out. Clearly, clearly yeah, she's depressed. Friday the 29th. She said, I, she said, I wanted to go to Stonehenge and make out with you, but there's a rock missing, so they'll catch us. Exactly. I think this is actually the best scene in the movie right here, personally. Tom Atkins just in a sleazy bar, smoking the way you could in the early 80s still, in public place, and just hammering back shot after shot i mean keep in mind that this this man is a doctor <laughs> i actually just think this was him offset and they filmed it yeah that very well could. and they had to do this little insert shot of uh halloween and i could be wrong here but i think the guy playing the bartender is uh is that dick warlock who played michael myers in the last one i met dick warlock at a convention years ago he was really nice yeah is this him though i don't I don't know. He was an old man when I met him. Yeah. Possibly. Because I thought, I, I thought somewhere they, they worked in a uh, cameo for him. If not, then he must be. She, she walks in the door. She walks in the door knowing that he's there. How does she know that he's at this bar? It's a small town. There's probably just one bar there by the hospital. Oh, okay. One of the nurses told me. Okay. Yeah. How old is she? I forgot. Well, first of all, it's not hard to figure out where Tom Atkins is. If you check and he's not at the hospital, there's only one other place in town he'll be. <laughs> he ain't going to be with his wife and kids. That's right. I miss feathered hair. I do, too. I, I don't even know how they how they got it feathered. Like, how do you comb your hair? Like, with, with do you use hairspray or what? Like, where it stays yeah. in that, that feathery yeah, position? You got to comb it, spray it, and blow dry it all at the same time. Oh, that's too much work for me. I just miss hair. <laughs> I've always had flat, dry hair. So, except when I was a kid and I had, like, you know, like, spiky hair. But I, I can't stand to put any of that greasy gel or anything in my hair anymore. Slow hand would be ashamed of you. <laughs> <laughs> he greases his shit tight. I'm going to walk around like a rock. I'm going to cover up in baby oil. <laughs> yeah. I bet he reeks like when he comes walking in, you can smell that baby oil from a mile away. Cause he, Wait, before I forget off the subject, is he related to Roman Reigns? 
Uh, yes, but by marriage. So take okay. that for what it's worth. Roman Reigns is the said WWE ripoff of the great Reno Reigns character portrayed by Lorenzo Lamas in the TV show Renegade, for those of you that don't know. I have to agree with that. I was mistaken. Dick Warlock plays one of the robots. He does not play the bartender. There's the masks. Yeah, I really like this scene. They go to her father's store, and uh, it's a really cool store. Just these, at this that silver sandrock display. Be, you look like you can make it out of cardboard, too. I'd like to have that in my house one day. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I think that for a while, I don't know if they did or they were going to, they were going to license those masks to actually sell as like tie-in merchandise. They did at the time, but it was just like in the, I don't know if they ever were in stores, but I know for sure I saw, I seen vintage scans of ads that they had in the back of Fango at the time. So they definitely sold at the time and then recently like they've reissued them, but I don't, I don't know. They like the, even the reissue ones that you get for 40 bucks, there's something about them. They, they look cheaper than the ones you see in the movie. I like the pumpkin one a lot. Yeah, I did too. The pumpkin one was the only one they actually made for the movie. The other two are masks that they already made. This, this is great too. Just a man on a payphone with a fucking six pack of Miller Lite. <laughs> <The light>. Sixer. <laughs> he, he's getting ready to hit the road. He don't stop. He don't grab clothes. He don't. He don't grab a toothbrush. Nothing. He fucking just a six pack of beer. Off he goes. Six pack of beer and a pretty lady. Here we go. Yeah. And, like, you would never see that in, in any mainstream movie now that a guy's just going to openly drink beer in a car while on a road trip. Like, I mean, oh, hell no. I mean, he's not. Get censored. Yeah, I mean, he's not driving, granted, but still, like, open container like that. No, we've become very, very, very pussified here. Yeah. Great ominous shot after they speed away, uh, you know, panning over to the uh, store display with all the TVs playing the Silver Samrock. I mean, you just don't see nice little. Um, touches like that in movies anymore Mm -mm. if you look on imdb stacy nelkin's still trying to uh pull off the milf look her her imdb picture is a picture of her with short chopped ass hair (laughs) smiling and the fucking giant giant uh fucking cleavage just poking out there and she also has time go ahead (laughs) she has she also has a photo i'm not kidding uh of her Naked in a bubble bath holding a glass of red wine. So, <laughs> is Tom Adkins, is he impeccably dressed and still boyish, handsome, good looks? No, he's, he's shabbily dressed and pockmarked to hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how. How big is this stupid novelty place that this whole town is like, home of the novelty store? No, of course. It's just like if you go to a regular, like, Midwestern, you know, small town, you know, like where everybody works at the mill and shit. Yeah, they always. I went to school in Kansas. These things don't exist. They do. I'm from Nebraska. They, certain towns do. Yeah. It's usually usually places that have, like, car plants, I would say, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a novelty store, though. They're going to be, like, home of GM, not home of novelty store XYZ. Well, that's because he's a lot of these people are robots too. You gotta yeah. remember brainwashed. The, like be- before they started sending robots out to kill people and stuff, like they took over this town probably as an experiment to see if they could, you know, blend the robots in skillfully enough to, to not, you know, confuse. Just know, like notice. Marduk did in Kill and Kill Again. Exactly. This is actually, believe it or not, Marduk was actually before this, so they probably did get some inspiration mm-hmm. from that film. Hey, the Matrix ripped off bullet time from it. Exactly. 
Silver so, so Shamrock. Groundbreaking movie ever made. The the town here, I've, I've seen pictures online. This town's actually only about mm, maybe four or five hours away from me. Uh, I considered driving there to look at it, but I was like, fuck it, I'll just look at the pictures online. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're not going to go and film locations? Yeah, other people have done that already. I, like, uh, the... Um, the factory at before they filmed this movie, I think it was like a milk factory or some shit, and then it was closed down, and they shot the movie, and it was closed after that, and then like there's something else there, like it, it pretty much looks the same. And I saw where somebody taking pictures, they put a silver shamrock um, sticker on the front door, like as a gag to take the picture, and then like somebody took the silver shamrock picture. Uh, sticker down like within an hour so i think the people that live in this town are like really sick and tired of halloween three bullshit (laughs) and i saw pictures of this hotel here uh this real dumpy hotel it's painted blue now and it it looks like straight up crackheads living there man why does he run everywhere that's my only thing why is he in such a hurry all the time because he's doing sneaky shit like he can't be discovered doing it that's, that's why she had to walk in and, and give the old guy a hand job. But that makes you look suspect when you're running. Well, but it's it, it's not about who's seeing him. He's got to run and like do the shit before the old man sees him. Now I got I got I got this. Okay, source, picture this. You know how the town here is overrun. What right. if we did a hybrid where the Rock and Johnny Knoxville run for sheriff in this town and clean it up? <laughs> Would you Just be smashing robots left movie? and right all across town. Exactly. I would be down with that. I think source actually source source man, you, like you're 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 picking out little things about implausibility. No, you just wait. You just wait. It's it's about to kick into high gear now. Trust been me. Been waiting for a long time. I haven't heard a good this argument. It's all exposition. Yeah, this is all exposition going on right now. It's just a bunch of crap. I mean, we're about to go see the worst point, acting you... scene of all time inside this motel room. Is it where Heath Ledger goes? Why so serious? All right, that's a different movie. <laughs> The Joker who doesn't even have a, a molded face. He's got scars. What kind of bullshit is that? Exactly. The only real Joker sir, was Cesar Romero. Exactly. I, I, I always thought the wife of this hillbilly couple seemed like one of the kids grown up from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You ever get that vibe? <laughs> <laughs> is that Violet? Yeah, I think this is. I haven't seen that movie forever. Everybody knows the version with Johnny Depp is way better. Oh, hell no. (laughs) But it's Johnny Depp. (laughs) You know, I can't argue with the man. His movies might not be that good anymore, but he owns an island. Exactly. So, I mean, what are you really going to say that's going to, you know, change I'd be taking the Disney money. Yeah. Would you take the Mordecai money? Probably. I wouldn't have taken the Tusk money, and I've never seen that. <laughs> I think the problem is, is there was no Tusk money. I just saw Kevin Smith, thought I'd punch him right in the stomach. I appreciate Johnny Depp, though, because I feel like he truly does whatever he wants to, and I feel like all these people that are like running their mouth hating him nonstop on websites and shit, if he just went and did like one Marvel movie, all of a sudden they would love him again, so... Hey, I've said it a thousand times. He, I think he's the best actor in Hollywood. He just doesn't really do any acting movies anymore. Yeah, which is fine. You gotta get. Well, they paid. don't. They don't make many very good acting movies anymore either. Furious Seven. Oh man. So so here we go. All right, so, so we're, I'm going to shut the fuck up now. And let you get to it.
That's a dumb question. <laughs> do, do you want to sleep in the car? That's a dumb question. And now we're making out. What is it about Tom Atkins that everybody wants to have sex with him? And, it's and, that era, ugh. though, man. It was easy to this, get women back then. Yeah. A mustache was getting chicks back then. That whole that whole thing there, I should probably go out in the car. Or you can sleep in here. Do, do you want to sleep in the car? That's a dumb question. Really? I want to know why they were having that conversation at 4 o'clock in the afternoon while it was so bright <laughs> sunlight. Like, did Tom Atkins just want to skip to the chase to get to the fucking or what? He finished his six-pack on the way. He's ready to go now. Exactly. As I say, he's had so much beer, he might get impotent in a few. <laughs> Not from beer, though. Come on. Maybe oh, no, maybe when he was that. at the bar doing shooters. Yeah. I really like the, the scenes and this, the camera shots and everything. I think are yeah. really good. It builds a great atmosphere and tension, I think, of just creepiness. Mm-hmm. So, so far we found out he hates the movie because Tom Atkins had sex with somebody. Exactly. The very the very premise of this film is that is that this company makes three masks, three pretty shitty masks that they get mm-hmm. everywhere across the world. And in fact, they're going to show a shot later where they show a bunch of different cities with kids all using the same mask to get the point across these these masks got everywhere. On what planet mm-hmm. Does every child want to have the same Halloween costume as everybody else and have Dude, that costume be a shitty mask? I'm going to tell right? you what, so the two whole, things. The whole premise of killing all of these kids is that everybody in the world wants the same three masks. Give me okay. a break. Oh, Are you uh, by uh, a computer, okay, right? source. Hold on. No, hold on. Are you by a computer? Yes. I want you to. Go, I want you both because I'm a little older than you. Google kooky with the K, kooky spook Halloween costume. Ugly, gay as shit poncho with an inflatable fucking head. Dumbest thing you ever saw. <laughs> Every fucking kid in the world. They only made three or four of them. Every kid I know had one two, three years in a row, myself included, because they were the coolest thing. It's all on how you market it. Well, oh, shit. I, I, re- I remember these fucking before. things. I I've remember these fucking things. I've seen one of those before. So, so like, We're talking about yeah, every how... child in America wearing the same three no, masks no, of a so skeleton and a pumpkin. Source, that's a bullshit argument. I'll tell you why, dude. No, it's not. It, it is a few years ago. Now I don't get any trick-or-treaters, but a few years ago, I swear, I swear on my life, man, probably 80% of the kids that came to my door was either Batman or Power Ranger. Thank you. And every girl this year, because we even have a Halloween party for my kid, and we have trick-or-treaters. Every girl was fucking frozen. Every guy was a Transformer this year or Spider-Man. They it, even show they even show kids like a, a girl on a skateboard dressed up as like a princess that puts a witch mask over her princess costume. Right, kids don't it's, care what they're wearing. You got to remember though. No, this is peer pressure. They're telling you in this commercial, buy this mask and wear it, and you'll get a special message. Every kid wants to do yeah. that. It's like saving cereal boxes and shit. Kids think that's a neat idea. The big they're giveaway. They're not going after people our age. They're going after little kids. There's no way everyone is wearing these same three stupid masks. And that's I don't a, think that's they another tried to thing make it they, out that everyone was. Yeah, it, they, it, it does. They purposefully show us shots of every child in a bunch of different cities all okay. wearing these masks. Okay, now just just think. <laughs> the kid the not wearing this, this mask. Now, here's the plot of the movie: is that you have to wear these masks to die. Okay. Right. What good would it do to film a scene where there's some kid in a Batman mask alive? It has nothing to do with the plot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because the plot itself is completely ridiculous. And, a, and another thing too, <laughs> another thing too, source 
is the thing you're missing is like they don't need every single kid to wear it to kill everybody. They need like one out of five kids because when all that shit comes out, it kills everybody around them. So, I mean, it's it's like I said with the Power Ranger Batman argument, it's entirely plausible. It's one thing. It's one thing to be Batman and to be a beloved character from TV shows and movies and comics. It's another thing to be crappy five dollar pumpkin mask. Do you have a kid? No. Okay. Trust me when I say this. When you do, your kid might hate. Let's say your kid hates what's on the left. But if every kid in school buys it, your kid's gonna buy it and love it too. Exactly. So I think that's a bullshit argument. Easy. I think that's a bullshit argument. That's not a bullshit argument. That's a fact. That's because because, because, because the very the very idea that every kid wants to buy one of those is the issue here. There's there's no reason every kid would want to buy those. They're not telling you every kid in America is wearing one. No, all, all they need is half. And, and, and I mean, like, believe me, if, if they really had this marketing push, like, that's why they showed that commercial down your throat so much in the movie. They're showing how they're just pumping this shit nonstop. And, like, on top of it, like Corey said, you got the big giveaway. Everybody thinks they're going to get a fucking prize <laughs> from it. You know what I mean? It's all in how you present things. Yeah. Cousin, you got me on the spooky kook trail. I'm finding all kinds of crazy. <laughs> Going down the rabbit hole? Kooky yeah. spooks, man. Yeah. Kooky spooks. I'm thinking of buying one now just for nostalgia to look at for a few minutes. Yeah. I think kooky spook would be a great name for a podcast. It could be. I had a couple other ones, but I'm not going to say them on the air. People tend to steal our stuff. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Now, okay, now let me ask you. We're, I'm talking marketing. I'm going to make a point why you can get anyone to like something. You and I both like The Rock, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, remember when he was a bad guy and he was in the Nation of Domination? He was a bad guy, and that's when everybody started to like him. I I didn't. Yeah. I don't watch wrestling. Because I'll tell you what, when he first started as a wrestler, as a good guy with his pineapple haircut, yeah. everybody and their grandma hated him. They booed him. They used to chant, die, Rocky, die. He got hurt, went away for a few months, came back as The Rock. Instead of everybody liked him, it was because how he was marketed. That's all it takes, cousin. <sighs> then maybe one of you guys should become a billionaire by marketing something that's stupid that everyone's going to want because apparently kids are so impressionable that you can get the dumbest thing ever and you're going to be billionaires. And you'll okay, have no need to make the... podcasts ever again because it's so easy to do. Furbies, beanie babies. Well, in order to get our, oh, our, our plan to work, we've we got to get a piece of Stonehenge first. There's three of those. But if you're smart, you don't need more than three. That's it. This guy's trying to save money. Exactly. He's got robots to build and rocks to steal. <sighs> I personally think three is enough because think about the demographics here. The pumpkin, you get all the little kids. What does every little kid, like even kids who can't dress themselves like babies, their first Halloween, the, the parents always dress them as a pumpkin, so you get the pumpkin, put that on a little kid. You have the boys who want to be like, oh, it's so cool, skulls are so cool. Like, every, like, douchebag fucking uh, fake fashion company makes a t-shirt with skulls on it, so you get the young oh, yeah. boys to do it. And then you get the witch for the girls. Every girl wants to be a witch for Halloween. You put the mask on. It, like, you know, just market like, oh, kids, your costume isn't complete without a silver shamrock mask. Boom. Everybody's wearing that every shit. Every demographic. Yeah. Are ridiculous. 
I'm looking. Hey, source, I'm looking at pictures of kooky spook costumes from the last thirty years, and these things. You think a Halloween three mask looks god awful? Wait till you've seen this fucking shit. I looked them up. I've never seen one of those ever in my life. I've never seen a trick or treat like that ever in my life. They don't make them anymore. That was when I was a kid. Yeah. That thing, I remember my head tilting forward. That inflatable thing on your head was so uncomfortable. Corey, it was the coolest thing like, in the world. Oh, we have the slow lay me down sex scene coming up. Oh, this is totally hot. brought. She she had lingerie packed for this, even though it was spur of the moment. The, the, this this right here is the reason we're doing this for the Valentine's Day special. Look how <laughs> slow and sensuous the man beast Tom Atkins is crawling over this this woman young enough to be his daughter. Been. And crawling her, he should go to the doctor to have all the moles looked at. That I sense cancers here. <laughs> there ain't nothing cancer. Yeah, yeah ain't nothing cancerous about that nipple that's in his mouth right now. She's just gross looking. She's she's gonna wake up with some Winchester uh non filter stained nipples right there. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I will say is I mean, he he plays his part perfect. I'm not going to say he does, but but it's strange casting. Leading. But he's good. He's yeah, he's not leading man romantic. No, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's uh, it's certainly not very believable to see Tom Atkins be a heartthrob that every woman wants to have sex with. But that's how Hollywood works, though. Like you see these old, fat business suit balding men. That's who runs Hollywood. They all got a young 22 year old girl with them, don't they? And you know what? But like you said, it, it's marketing. Look at every girl out there loves fucking Ian Summerhalder from yeah. the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Where was his fan club when he was on Lost? Nobody knew who the fuck he was. Exactly. Who remembered Stephen Emile from Hung? Nobody. You know, it, it's it's just how you're marketed. And Tom Atkins was, you know. No, it's because nobody watched those shows. It wasn't because it's better marketing. It's because little girls want to watch vampire movies. They don't want to watch HBO shows about a, about a male prostitute. That was a good show. I'm not saying it, was. it wasn't. I'm just saying it. nobody watched it. All right, Soros, I bet you have a lot to say about this. A uh, uh, woman came by herself, a quality inspector, looking at the mask in the hotel room, and some crazy shit's about to happen here in a second. She starts poking around this silver Samrock uh, chip here that's embedded in all the masks. That's an awesome gypsy shirt she's wearing, too. Yeah, it is. Takes the the bobby pin out of her hair, starts poking around in this uh, microchip circuit board, which, by the way, has components of Stonehenge inside of it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's what gives it that mystical power. Exactly. Some lady's getting her face melted off from an evil microchip right next door, and Tom Atkins he ain't stopping He's the like, fucking no, for baby. one second. No. <laughs> He's pounding it harder right now as this lady's eyeballs pop out. Tom Atkins really knew what was going on next door with that big bust over mouth. He'd probably go over there and fuck that, too. That's the other thing I like. is I, I still, to this day, am a big fan of practical makeup effects. Yeah, they're just creepier to look at. Look at a bug crawling on a lady's face. This is gross as hell. I will say the Blu-ray does make it look a bit phonier, though. <laughs> Exactly. Look at Tom Atkins laying next to this young. They're lingering over this section of the movie. They, I mean, they must have been fucking for like eight hours straight. Yeah, because he wanted to go to bed at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Nobody get a little Atkins butt. 
They, they play it off like it's the middle of the night. But you sounded way too excited to say that. <laughs> it's really something. Look uh, at the, I am. Thank okay, you. Okay, Source, you can't understand why every woman wants to jump into bed with Tom Atkins. Have you seen this man's physique right now, shirtless? <laughs> oh, man. Now let, let, let's let's be let's be honest, Corey. You're a guy who's worked out a, a lot. Source, I, I know you've had competitions where you lost weight, so you guys know how to hit a, a you know a physical exercise re- regime hard. Do you think, in all seriousness, do you think Tom Atkins, you know, being at this time in 1983, being a leading man of films, do you think that's the body of a guy who goes to the gym three, four, five times a week? No. That's the body of a guy that that doesn't eat but just drinks scotch. How old is he legitimately in this film? I'll do some research. I'll look it up. He don't look like he's hitting the weights, but he may be doing cardio, depending on his age. I mean, he's not in bad shape, but he's not... He's just an odd leading man. I'm I'm not going to argue that he is. I I will say that's strange casting. I mean, he's a real-life guy from Pittsburgh. I think he was a cop, wasn't he? Because he started out on cop TV shows. Well, he was in Night of the Creeps. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some math here. I mean, I'm putting him here probably 64. <laughs> I don't know about that. Holy shit! He looked kind of like a. Go ahead. Let me let me double check my math here. If, if these numbers... He looks to be getting older as the film goes, too. <laughs> All right. I, I, assuming that, you know, the way they pump these these horror sequels out, depending on when they filmed this, either 83 or the year before, he was about 48 years old when they made this film. I mean, he ain't in bad shape for a 48-year-old man. Yeah, I mean, he's really he's not. He's hitting the gym five night days a week, but he ain't in bad shape for a damn, you might as well say 50-year-old man. He looked kind of like a very young Terry Funk. <laughs> or Ric Flair. <laughs> Okay, should, should, should I do should I do the math on his leading lady there, the age description? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. See, I don't think she's pretty at all. I think she's hot. She was twenty four years old, <laughs> literally exactly <laughs> half his age. It's the it's the permed hair that's ruining it for me. She does have bad hair in this movie, but but during the sex scene, you could tell she had an awesome body. So, how much you want to bet? Let's say this movie was never made. Okay, mm-hmm. never made. But they, back then, and it was made today, they didn't change anything. Only thing that was different was instead of Tom Atkins, it was Bruce Campbell. How much you want to bet everybody would just say, this is the greatest thing ever? <laughs> they would. Thank you. She's but, hot. But this, this movie has uh, garnered a warm reputation, I would say, within the last 10 years. A lot of people really embrace it now. Whereas I think I think people get confused the um, the critical reaction from the fans or whatever at the time saying this movie was a huge flop it really wasn't like I believe it was made for like three million I think it grossed like around eleven or something so I mean it, it wasn't a flop you know considered by cheap yeah. movies at the time the hatred was just it how do you do Halloween without Michael Myers and and I do get that argument though and yeah. especially in the era of slasher films they they should have just called it Season of the Witch they really should have yeah yeah domestically or, for, for or wait a minute that maybe Source would like it better if it was Season of the Warlock yeah because that would be technically accurate for him yes yes it would be so there there you go fourteen point four million at the at the domestic box office. 
Big I think, I think that it's only considered a flop comparatively to the other Halloween movies, right? Yeah, I think so. Because you got to consider the first Halloween movie was up until like really recently, like within the last ten years. The up first Halloween Blair Witch. Yeah, the first Halloween movie was the highest grossing um, independent film of all time. Yeah, it was that until Blair Witch dumped it. Yeah, Blair Witch is a pile of shit and a half. I don't. That was a it gimmick was. movie. It was. I, I gotta admit though, I do. I am a little jealous of the mustache there. It's pretty nice. If I if I could grow something that good, I probably would. I'm not. I can't grow. I got a nice big beard, but I can't grow a mustache. Hmm. The beards are better than mustaches. Yeah. Why don't you have a beard? The source has a beard. I do. No, I'm talking to you. To me, cousin. Well, first yeah. of all, for, like, I, I have, like, I really don't have big patches in my beard. Like, I have, like, the... You have sh- a Keanu beard? You, I was just going to say, you got the, the John Wick beard there. I have the outline of a beard, but I but it, I don't have the thickness, like, the density of it to, to make it really look like a beard. Like, like I, I could go a month without shaving, and it would just look like I had stubble. You know what I mean? Until you got real close up, you would see how long the hairs are. But, yeah, it don't matter. And I don't, I don't know what happened, man, but, like, I'd say within the last two years, like, literally, like, half my beard, like, just prematurely went gray. So, it's kind of bummed out that all my facial hair uh, turned gray before I even had a full beard. You can buy it just for men. Yeah, but, I mean, it'd be different if, I, if like, I had a thick, wooly beard and you could rub that little dye comb over it. But I, I ain't got shit, because I'll be rubbing that shit on my skin. I don't want that. Uh-huh. It would color your skin the same color. It would blend in. Like, you know, when that's you paint true. your head? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would, I would do that lady right there. Okay, we're clearly off on the sink a little bit, because I'm looking at Connell Cochran right now. Yeah. No, she's behind him there. The, That's oh, kind of. Oh, I thought that was Ric Flair. <laughs> you talk. You talking Woo. about the the lady with the um, with the family. Yeah, with the corny old man. Yeah, she's yep. not, she's not that old. She's not bad. I think I think if I had to rank my Halloween women, I think I would do Stacy Nelkin first, then Nancy Loomis, and then the morgue attendant chick. Source, where where are you at on the ranking of these women in this old ass movie? I, I, <laughs> It is Valentine's uh, Day, so we do have to talk about some love topics here. I, I oh, just from this movie or from all of them? No, just this movie right here. I mean, I, I think I think you're pretty much on the nose. Yeah, I think I can agree with you. See, this you know, you're talking about oh, how they make all these masks, all this. They show you, they actually show you how they create the props on screen. What other horror movie does that? Come on, tell me who does that. And this is and look at that. That's the highest quality. I think when Colonel Cochran's not busy playing with Carmen Osseby, he can be found making the best goddamn Halloween mask this side of any damn Halloween mask maker. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I've, like, this is seriously, in all seriousness, so it's not trying to rib you or anything. But, like, <laughs> this movie, and I've said it before in other podcasts, this movie, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because, you know, last few years got to see it on Blu-ray, see it nice and clean, really, you can tell, like, how they shot it and stuff. This is really creeping up there, like, becoming not just one of my top favorite horror movies, but one of my favorite top five movies probably ever. There's just something about it, just, it feels so original and fresh, man. I love it. It It is original. I mean, yeah. it is different. It's actually my, it's truthfully, it's my, if I had to watch, like, pick a movie, just, you know, a Halloween-type yeah. movie, 
It's my second favorite. I, I have to give my favorite Halloween movie to Trick or Treat. You know, I, I, I you know, when I hear people talk about how much they like this movie, like I feel like everyone always just says to me, like, oh, they kill a kid. No one has the balls to do that. And that's basically the only argument that I ever get. And just being ballsy in one sequence of the movie isn't enough to make up for a completely ridiculous and unrealistic plot. See, I don't think it's every movie plot's unrealistic if you think about it. Yeah, but this is like this isn't even close. Well, well sorry, oh, so this, I, I think this is more realistic than Die Hard. I agree because I mean, the, like the, the the key is source and granted, this is like a fantasy element. But the whole thing was that Stonehenge was a you know basically a monument like used for sacrifice. It held all this this ancient power. Like if you believe that the you know in, that Stonehenge had this power, which to me, I mean, if you're going to watch like a fantasy movie like this, it's not that crazy of a thing to ask of the viewer. As long as you buy into that, like everything else, like makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it's it's plausible in this world of sorcery and shit. I mean, isn't there a whole major trilogy of of mega money making films that center around a ring? Exactly. exactly. And you know why can't this center around a rock? Exactly, and I know Source ain't the biggest Lord of the Rings fan, but it's like, you know, if you're like, I don't know, like if you're not going to attack Lord of the Rings for having a magic ring, how can you attack this? Nothing. Or, you no, know. Nothing happens in Lord of the Rings, man. <laughs> that's that's my biggest no, problem with that franchise. No, I mean it sucks, but no, but I mean I, I'm I'm just talking about like okay, we're gonna get into the the bad guys here in a minute, the robots, and I have a beef with them as well. But I feel like like the only reason it gets so much credit is because it makes some ballsy choices, like killing a kid. But I don't think that's enough. Like that's not enough to make it a good movie. It's See? enough to be ballsy. It doesn't make it good. I give it more credit because it's original. I mean, every movie, the, every the premise for ninety nine percent of the horror movies, oh, there's a killer on the loose slashing people up. This this is different. I I will always give props to a movie that's different. There's there's never been another film like this. Yeah, I, I mean, source. I, I think like realistically, like you have to admit. You know, the horror genre, it's all about these moments of suspense, terror, whatever. But at the heart of it, it's like, it's like there's so many generic films in the genre. Like, I think a big piece of what makes a horror movie a good horror movie or not is how original the whole concept is. <sighs> here we go. So it's not believable. In any stretch, I'm going to go here, cousin. Right. It's not believable in any stretch of the word that that, that a guy with the Stonehenge rock, mm-hmm. who's a millionaire that can make robots and makes these masks, that'll never in the world happen. But a giant fucking lizard that breathes atomic breath can come out of the water from nuclear testing. Exactly. <laughs> He's got I'm you sorry, there, but I, Come I'm, on. I'm, no, because I'm not talking, you know, because we're not, we're, we're talking about in, in the, in the realm of the movie. Right, mm. like so, we have this. We have this alcoholic doctor, and apparently everybody wants to have sex with him. And which is completely we have this, realistic. We have, we have this rich guy who got rich making novelties and masks, apparently, and he manages to find a way to build all of these robots, and also with all of these robots, fly overseas and somehow take a giant chunk of Stonehenge that nobody notices and bring it back and harness but the power of Stonehenge. It. They, they, yeah, why did you say? didn't no, notice it. No, I'm saying no one noticed it being taken. <laughs> it was on TV. Stonehenge and no one's going to notice that it's, it, while it's happening. And, and, Who but, guards but, it? It's in a yeah. field. There ain't nowhere to plug it's it. It's huge. 
Pe- pe- people steal it's not like an area where you're just going to land a plane for crying out loud. Like guys with pickup like, trucks. The, the undertaking of, of of taking one of those things off the ground is enormous. No, the, source. I'm not telling you, like, like, like like guys with pickup trucks steal statues off of college campuses, everything that weigh thousands of pounds, and that's like a few meatheaded guys trying to lift something that they're probably going to give them hernias. We're talking about a guy who has financially unlimited resources. I mean, they've already set up like during that whole tour of the thing like he's been doing robotics for for god knows who's long. i mean who knows if this man is even naturally alive he could be some you know eternal whatever but i mean he has the power to you know as we see later in the film replace people who's to say that he couldn't replace a guy like bill gates and then just take all his money like you you, you keep getting down to the or, or dollars and cents of selling whoopee cushions at Kmart. Like you can't, like, you're not allowed to go there and be like well maybe he did this like no i'm just going okay, with the movie think, showed me i'm not going to just, just say make he things did up. this He's obviously rich. You mean to tell me he couldn't bribe a fucking guard to take a nap for 10 minutes if there really was a guard at Stonehenge? Exactly. Oh, my God. I'm not saying that there's a guard. I'm saying that it's such a massive undertaking. What's massive about You put it on a flatbed truck. You you get it to the nearest port. You put it on a big tanker ship, and you put that shit over here. You know, it's like within, you know, a few weeks. You know, big tanker uh, ships from China and shit come over all the time with, with like, millions of pounds of merchandise and shit. It's not that fucking hard, man. (laughs) It's never happened before. But if it's so easy to do. I don't know. Running again. I don't know. Have you not seen like where they pick entire houses up off of the foundation source and they move them on trucks? I've seen that yeah, happen. It's yeah, a thing it's, that's real. It's super noticeable. Exists. It's super noticeable. How do you know they didn't put a tarp on it? Exactly. <laughs> You put Maybe they put it in just, one of them houses. It's 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 a big flat rock. You put it on a flatbed truck. You know, using a crane or whatnot. You know, I you, think you're underestimating how heavy something. Like all, that all, is. all right. How do we know he didn't smash the rock up and move it? Exactly. Because it's not. They show it. They show it, and it's as it, a big piece. They could have glued it. Because it's, it's, it's not that big. Together. <laughs> it's not together. that big. Come on. Ugh. I'm telling you, that Gorilla Glue shit, that stuff puts furniture together. You can put a rock together. Exactly. I, I really think you're underestimating the size and weight of a piece of Stonehenge. Well, I've never <sighs> been there. I don't vacation there like you're you the, do. Jeez, you're the expert, you're the expert. <laughs> You have the love. You know, I'm just not an idiot. That's all. All right. I'm going to look this up right now. Stonehenge so, weight. I'm looking it up, too. Don't you worry. Here, here, here we have the movie starts kicking into really high gear here with the girl being taken kidnapped by the um, evil robots here. And then, like, I always thought this was a great scene, Corey, the way Tom Atkins is like, this is where it starts getting kind of scary, how he's just on foot, have to run and <laughs> duck and dodge, and they're just driving around the whole town looking for him. It has that sense of desperation. All right. They weigh from like four to thirty tons. Good luck putting on a on a flatbed that you managed to drive up there somehow. They didn't drive it. Let's see. They probably, they're robots, dude. <laughs> I know. Okay. Robots that can just hold up thirty tons. No big deal. Oh, probably not. You get a whole bunch of them. Lift with your legs. All right, Stonehenge, two thousand BC. They vary in size and weight, ranging from over a hundred feet and fifty tons. Fifty tons. Let's see. Pretty heavy. Not for robots. 
Because apparently these robots are stronger than like a hundred Dodge Rams. Well, there's probably more than one of them. No, I'm talking like a huge flatbed truck. All right. How do you know he didn't build a fucking year? All right, right, all right, all right, all right, Source, I'm going to blow you out of the fucking water, buddy. All right. <laughs> 50 okay. ton dump truck. You can buy various high quality 50 ton dump truck products. Okay. It's possible. Who's going to notice a giant dump truck rolling up to Stonehenge? There's there, there there's a there's a there's a vehicle of 50 they ton at night. 50 ton Peterbilt tow truck flips track. Come on, if, if this shit is heavy enough to drive and all this, like it could clearly clearly oh, pull a 50 oh ton God. thing of Stonehenge. What so. makes you think Stonehenge has like alarms and yeah, needs garden? I don't and think that it has alarms. Lights. I just think that it's super obvious when a giant dump truck goes rolling up next to it. What if you went in the middle of the night? Yeah. It's just no one. Oh my God. I'm not even going to have this argument anymore. Oh, my God. But I don't get I don't get why you think it's like it's not like a hot nightclub. People ain't dancing there, to my knowledge. It's not like it's also in the middle of the desert and there's nobody ever around it's anywhere. It's in the middle of fucking either. nowhere. It's in a field. Oh, oh, okay. okay, Soros, you're about to lose, buddy. A missing piece of Stonehenge found, founded by Dennis Price, who has avidly studied archaeologically Stonehenge. Newfoundland stone was most likely part of the altar. He insists it now sits in two pieces on either side of a road in the village of Wiltshire, England, a few miles from Stonehenge. In the fucking Victorian era, they were stealing pieces of Stonehenge? He, he insists that it's there. There's no proof that that's a thing. Come on. Why would they have a giant fucking piece of rock? Two miles from Stonehenge, where there's no other piece of giant is piece of Stonehenge. There's no other rocks and this, ever. this is right. people in this time period carrying with horses by hand, whatever. But you don't you don't believe Connell Cochran can have a, a shipping container tr- uh, boat? Ship Somebody had to put it there in the first place. It didn't come from aliens. Exactly, they didn't form yeah, the rock. It's like one dude. People probably noticed it being put there. Oh, okay, here we go. So we got these bad guys, right? We have these robots, right? Tom and they're Atkins so strong that, like, when Tom Atkins punches them in the face, like, they just kind of turn their head. And they can pop your eyeballs out, and they can squeeze your head off, right? But mm-hmm. if you punch one in the stomach, you can punch right through them. What? That's Every- the weak spot. Yeah, Come everything on. has a weak spot. Come on. Do you play video games? Yes. Every boss has just, one of them weak spots. He just punches it. He just punches. He punches right through it. So, source, he doesn't need them to be indestructible. They have the strength to kill people. If he tells them to kill people, they're going to. I mean, you know, not everybody's going to be like a fighting, like whatever. Like well, we're talking about a bunch of robots that are apparently strong enough to carry Stonehenge, but you can punch yeah, them in the stomach and explode them. them. If you look at look at what, Stonehenge, wasn't fighting right back. The tree is. <laughs> get circuitry everywhere. They're robots. Yeah, but yeah, and when you pull out a circuit of a robot, it's going to stop. Exactly, oh, and it's cost effectiveness. Like he built them oh, super strong to do whatever he wants. Yeah, a few of them are going to get you know destroyed here and there, but like, like you know, why make them indestructible when you can make a whole army? You know what I mean? And and obviously the one he just beat wasn't made with the highest quality. No. Yeah, that's it. Yep, mm-hmm. that was an early model. How, how how convenient? That was like the PlayStation Two equivalent of. <laughs> <laughs> He played it too long on its side. Now it won't work anymore. I mean, I'm sorry if you could give me a valid point, but you're not. Yeah, Soros, I got to say, man, like I'm a little disappointed by your points because they're all like easily dispellable in like two seconds. No, no, they're easily dispellable if you give a bullshit response to it. Like, like, oh, well, maybe they could have done this. Well, I'm only going on what the movie tells me. I'm not making up a bunch of bullshit about how they could have done this and they could have done that. Like, no. And I'm telling you, a truck can pull Nothing 50 tons. <laughs> you still find it unbelievable that they took a piece Nothing of stuff. Nothing here is plausible. 
Okay, what's believable that Heath Ledger went into a hospital and blew the whole thing up? <laughs> when did he have time to lay all that plastique and dynamite by himself? People he blow didn't have shit a gang. up all the time. People, People blow build shit up fucking all the time. robots that move rocks all the time, too, as far as we know. Oh, my God. So some robots can't steal a rock, but one guy with a painted-up face... I like how your idea that the only the only reason why I don't like this movie is because of Stonehenge. You can keep playing that point up all that you want to, and that's just fine. But this is the reason why I don't like this movie. Everything in this plot is, is ridiculous, and the acting is horrendous. Oh, I don't think the acting in this is bad at all, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't know either. How is this horror bad? over the top? Yeah. I mean, he was really, like, bad acting is when actors are all bug-eyed and, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, look at Channing Tatum. He can barely spit his words out. But, like, you watch these people, they they clearly know the script. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the acting is bad in this. I don't even think the budget is bad in this for, for what it is. All right, I've I, I stumbled onto uk.answers.yahoo.com, and I want to know. Well, so, Yahoo Answers, I yeah, know, that's the I, place to go. Yeah. Anonymous Internet Dummies. Source, so, so, so I want to know because no, no. It, yeah, it was. Internet Dummies, that's a good idea. It, it was anonymously, the question was anonymous. I want to know if this is you who, uh, who posed this. All right, <laughs> which rock was stolen from Stonehenge in the film Halloween 3? In the film, it says it was the blue stone, which is supposed to represent the 19-year cycle of the moon, but which one is that? And answered this question was by a guy who goes by the name Brother in Magic. And he says, there are actually lots of blue stones at Stonehenge. Smaller stones in the center, the ones kind of look human-shaped. They're ones that were brought 200 miles from Wales in our type called Spotted Dolerite, which has a blue-green tint when wet. There was originally over 80 blue stones at the monument. Now only about half remain. Many were pilfered by local farmers to build walls. Local farmers, yeah, that, that's hundreds super small. of years ago. That's a super small chunk of Stonehenge right there. How do we know he didn't take a little at a time? Exactly. Uh, how did he take a little at a time? Explain that one to me. You chip it. You know, you have yeah. rock hammers. Mm-hmm. Andy Dufresne tunneled out of prison with that little thing. Exactly. And he somehow hung a poster perfectly from the back. That thing, <laughs> yeah. that thing is like 50 feet tall. Yeah, bring it over and like it's a like bar. and it's like eight yeah. feet deep. Okay. Uh, it looks pretty thin. I'd say it's only maybe about four feet deep. Now, Jelly liked this movie, right? Yeah, Jelly really likes it. Proven, he's the captain of this team. There's no captain <laughs> on this team. <laughs> Here we go. Still, Plus. still pumping out more masks. They're putting the Stonehenge chips in them. Yeah. That's a cool fucking mask. Even I got to admit. I know. That is cool. What were you going to say about Stonehenge, Source? Yeah. <laughs> so, you make this chip, whatever right. this chip is, and all that you have to do to turn it into a thing that will turn your head into bugs is you take a little piece of it and just stick it in there. <laughs> like, yes. He just took a particle of Stonehenge and like just dust. squeezed it in. So the implication there is that what? Like if you stand next to Stonehenge and you eat a piece of it or something, you take a little particle and put it in your mouth like you're going to oh, explode. You like, the, what is going on? He's a, he's a witch. He's got to do the spell. According to you, every kid in America and the free fucking world is going to wear a mask. He needs they, that whole rock they, to chip they, away. They keep showing us how there's kids all over the world and everyone has to have one. That's because of the giveaway and the marketing campaign. 
Yeah, because that you're totally right. Okay, you never bought anything because of a commercial in your life. Not, never. In, the way that, not in the way that they're portraying this, no. What was your favorite toy when you were a kid? I don't remember. How do you not remember? Oh, it was my just gosh. a couple of years ago. Come on. Yeah, just you're a couple of years ago. It was like <laughs> 20 years ago, 25 years ago. So what did you play with when you were a kid? Seriously, I can tell you the toys I played with when I was a kid. I exactly. Was a man, G.I. Joe. Transformers. I played a lot of video games. Okay. Okay. What, 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 what video game what system? Video games? Nintendo, Nintendo and Sega Genesis. See, you remember. There you go. Because had an Atari everybody too. had a fucking Nintendo. Yes. Did you have a TurboGrafx-16? A Nintendo, a Nintendo is not a stupid mask. It's a Nintendo. No, it's a stupid game. It's a gaming yeah, but, machine. Uh, it's not a stupid go, mask. Because, because everybody told you it was great. The TurboGrafx-16 was a great machine, but you didn't have that because it wasn't marketed. Exactly. Oh my God. Spider House better game than anything Nintendo ever put out. Well, except exactly. the Contra. Sorry. You 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 basically just said you basically just said that like, you know you just compared like oh well if they would have marketed tricycles they would sell like a million of those compared to like I don't know Ferraris everyone in the world would just that had a lot of money would just drive tricycles if yeah. they marketed it right I mean, no when, no. when, when shit's hot and new you, you, you create you, a you fad compare something stupid and something that's like. Cutting edge technology for the time and be like, oh yeah, you just yeah, didn't market it right. Give me a break. It isn't the same thing. I'm not, I'm not singling you out. I'm singling myself out. We're all stupid. We buy what they tell us to buy because we want to be happy, and they tell us this is like the greatest shit ever. So of course you want to experience that. You don't want to yeah, be left out. Yeah, because this commercial, man. Woo. I don't know. They I think this commercial is pretty good. To be honest, with you. it would get me I to buy something. Too. I would buy one of these masks. I go, okay, if I wear this on my head, something's going to happen. I want to see what it is. Yeah, big giveaway. They're not telling you that the bugs are going to come out of your eyeballs and shit. Hell no. That's a cool mask. It is cool. I totally have sex with that broad back there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here, here, here's the infamous scene here where they kill a kid where the little boy puts on the mask for... Uh, you know, the test run or whatever they show him. I thought it was cool. I didn't know it's just reflective material, but it's cool how the shamrock flashes on the back of the mask. Yeah. I always thought this was creepy. Here, how the mask, when they show it, it looks like it's starting to become almost organic. It's, it's, it doesn't look like rubber anymore. It looks like some kind of fleshy, pulpy material. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see what happened when you wore the skeleton mask. I like to do things with those grapes with her naked. Yeah, those plastic grapes. <laughs> We're talking about the most famous scene in the movie, and all Corey can talk about is how he wants to bang them all. You could definitely manufacture Benoit beads out of those grapes if they're plastic. I would agree. See, here's more good practical effects. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what that hot ladies with that clearly Jerry Falwell-looking dude. Because he has money, that's why... He scooped her up when she was young. But, uh, That's true. So, Money so, does make you attractive. Yeah, Source keeps talking about the bad acting. I thought Atkins' reaction to watch this on TV was actually a great piece of acting there. Oh, yeah. Look at him. No! All right, Source, where are you at on the on the bad guy in terms of, you know, villain acting, deviousness? Do, do you like the villain at all in this movie, or do you think I that's, mean, like, handled bad, too? I don't. I don't necessarily think that the villains handled bad. I think that like the first time I heard his his speech about like why he's a bad guy and all the things that they're doing, like I I had to listen to it twice because 
it seemed kind of rambling and coherent at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I wasn't paying attention though because I was so angry at how much I hated the movie. Right. I mean, okay, he, play, he plays he... it. He plays it pretty straight. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with how he does it. No, he does a good job. Mm. I really don't think there's any plot holes in this film, to be honest with you. I really don't film. either. Like, I mean, it, yeah, obviously, I mean, we were kidding around earlier, but obviously, it's not something that's really going to happen in real life. But I mean, as far as a fantasy film, it's a pretty terrifying concept, I think. I mean, if you, if you really and truly think about it, every movie's pretty fucking stupid. Right, yeah. I like this commercial, personally. I'm going to make this my ringtone. I like all the kids. See, see, look, see, everyone. No, everyone, not everyone. Source. Except for the one person. There's one person that doesn't. Everyone already has their own costume, but then they're going in on Halloween and buying these three masks to put over their costume in all these different cities across the world. Omaha, Nebraska. One we've seen so far. Damn right, Omaha, masks. Nebraska. Every baby. single one. Represent. You got a ballerina with her with her pumpkin ballerina. mask on. See, that kid don't have one on. There's two kids. Two kids. Los Angeles, California. But once again, yeah. yeah the point is that, like this... all these kids are like, yeah, we're going to be the same person. No, that doesn't. But, happen. but don't their costumes look cool though? Like they have other costumes on, but they have the mask on. Don't you think they look cool? That pirate no, pumpkin. I think it's stupid. I think you should be a pirate or you should be a pumpkin. Make up your stupid mind. Oh, source, come on! You're coming down on what come children on. can do for <laughs> Halloween. Uh, you're just being a, a, a spoil sport now. Yep. Here we go. All over the country, everyone's got these same three masks on. Yeah, because it's like it's everywhere in the world. They're showing like four or five kids per city. Yeah, yeah, they're showing they're they're showing a bunch of different cities as a snapshot to give you the impression that all over the country, children are wearing these masks because it they would be are. Really dumb if they went to if they showed Omaha, Nebraska, and then showed a bunch of people dressed like clowns not wearing the masks, that wouldn't that would make no sense. Exactly. <sighs> the point isn't. Oh my God! The point is that the idea that all of these kids all over the world are wearing these same stupid three $5 masks is dumb. It is absolutely dumb. You're a fan of the movie Independence Day by chance. Not in any way more than it was cool at the time. Okay, so it's not dumb to beat aliens with Windows 92, but, but always it's, it's improbable to have these masks. That's absolutely stupid. We're going to give them a computer virus because they're going to have the same virus. I've always thought that was the dumbest thing but ever. You like the, but you like the movie. <sighs> At the time, when I was young enough to not understand how stupid that was, yes, now I think it ruins it. I think it's still a good movie, though. I mean, the, the, the thing is, every movie's dumb. The premise of that movie is movie? alien invasion, and they have this sort of deus ex machina to be able to resolve the problem, and that's different from the premise being completely shot. That's what I'm getting at. There's just no convincing this man. Uh, yeah, you're not. No, it's convincing. not. It's terrible. Like, it, oh. never, never did I find any of this movie creepy. Oh, I mean, how, old just... were, how old were you the first time you saw it? That might answer a part of the question. 28 years old. How old are you now, out of curiosity? 28 years old. <laughs> when did you first see this film? 36 when hours ago. I did the ago. Halloween podcast. <laughs> no, I did the Halloween podcast. And, and the, you're telling me this film just came out of left field in terms of your reaction to it. Like, you, you didn't hear bad things about it. You didn't go no, in I with preconceived notions. I saw it. I, had no, I knew nothing about it till I saw it. And all I did was blow up Jelly on Facebook the whole time about how much I hated it. 
It's possible because I didn't see The Exorcist till I was in my late twenties, and I thought right. it's I think it's a boring pile of shit film. It's possible I'll give you that maybe you didn't see it at all when you were younger. That you're watching it now in this era, you know, of like Saw and House of a Thousand Corpses and all that, you find it a little dull. I mean, a, a lady just took a drill to her face. I don't even really see how dull it could be. No, I don't either. I think it's better than Saw. I think it's, uh, like, I'm not kidding you. I think this is probably, like, I see a lot of movies. I see a lot of movies that come out. I think this is probably better than 95% of the films I've seen in the last year. I mean, it's probably better than any horror movie I've seen in 20 years, to be oh, honest with you. I'll agree with that, too, yeah. And I'm not saying that to be a smartass or joking around. I truly no, mean No, I that. mean, would you take this or would you take Paranormal Activity 2? I mean, come on. Ooh, let's ask the source. Source, where you well, at? Which would I take? Yeah. It... I'd probably take Paranormal Activity 2 and I'd feel bad about it because it's comparing two very not good things. Okay, let's, uh, let, let's take this and <laughs> let's take the Friday the 13th remake. Oh, Friday the 13th remake, and it's not even close. Oh, the first 20 minutes of that Friday the 13th, 13th remake, remake is better than almost any of the Friday the 13th movies that came before it. Oh, that's mm. harsh. Hold on, hold on. I might have to agree with him, to be honest yeah, with Yeah, the first 20 real. minutes of that movie are really good. <laughs> and then the last yeah, 110 minutes. Of... I mean, not so great, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. I actually didn't have a problem with that movie. I didn't have a problem with it either. I just felt like it's something that I've seen like a million times before. Also, I I hate when bad guys have to tell us their plan. That goes all the way back to fuck every James Bond. Oh, I know, I know. Well, I know. Well, not only that, but it's like you, you've, this guy spent decades waiting for this moment to do this, and you think he's not excited to revel in it? I mean, come on. He's going to gloat a little bit. Yeah. No, I think you should just kill all these people. He already killed that yeah, kid in the family. Go. Yeah, I'd go with the uh, the Dr. Evil kid's logic there. I got a gun. I'll just shoot him right now. <laughs> but he doesn't. If, if he wanted to have the robots walk around and shoot people, he could, but he wants them to wear the mask, and that's why he puts a mask on Atkins and puts him in this little room so when the big giveaway happens, you know, another victim. Because it's all about the sacrifice for Halloween. It's not about just killing people just to kill them. Yeah, I don't really get why he's doing this. I think maybe that's part of the problem, too. He's just like, these things are in alignment. But uh, there's not really any reason why he wants to kill all these kids. No, he talks about it's how... A sac- it's, it's, it's a sacrifice to a pagan god. Yeah, he, he used to be a big sacrifice, and now it's become about kids begging for candy and shit. J- just like in... You know, this movie's really ahead of its time, not only in its euphemisms for 9-11, but just totally predicted <laughs> the fact that literally... Look at Halloween now. No kid treats Halloween seriously. Like, it's, it, they, like everybody dresses up as something silly. Nobody dresses up as a monster anymore, you know? Nobody really respects mm. the roots of, the, of what it's supposed to be about. We're our second call back here on the TV. Mm-hmm, to Halloween. How do you feel about that source being a... I mean, you were, you know, overall, you, you had a somewhat, you know... Yeah, some movies are better than others, but you didn't, like, hate the Halloween franchise as a whole. How did you feel about this movie placing itself in a universe where Halloween itself is a movie? I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Like, I think that's a, that's a pretty cool idea. And especially because if you're going to do this whole anthology thing, like, whatever, you can combine universes. Like, I've got no problem with that. Yeah. You like this. You don't like this better than Halloween part eight. 
I have to go. I don't even remember what all of those movies happened in all of them anymore because when I watched them all for that podcast, I was like, I'm done with this. I had watched so many uh, Halloween and Friday the 13th and all those other movies that I was just, I couldn't even tell you which happened in which movie anymore. Right. Now, you had at least seen Halloween 1 and 2 before that podcast, correct? Yeah, I'd seen a bunch of Halloween movies before that. Just not this one. Now, how come you didn't watch this one over the years? Because he wasn't in it. Or I didn't. Just no I didn't interest? even know about it. Honestly, like my my introduction to Halloween one and two was from TV. So when you watched one and two and four, you never in all those years had the desire to see part three. I don't think I saw four until I saw this. I don't think. I think I just happened to have seen like the first two, and then like um, like one of the newer ones that came out like while I was younger. See, I really like Halloween Four a lot. I do too. It, it's good for a for a oh, what B a movie. Tom Atkins. Yeah. He threw, that shit was tight. He threw the mask up on a camera. Fuck yeah, he's a baller and a shot caller <laughs> of horror uh, investigation. This could easily be the plot of the Supernatural episode, and it'd be everybody would love it. Exactly. Well, I mean, everybody loves this movie, too, except for the source. <laughs> That's true. You you truly are the first person I've ever met to dislike this film. Yeah, and, like, you know, n- not just, like, the, the people at the time. They're like, wah, it doesn't have Michael Myers, But, I mean, just as a movie, like, you really don't like it. Like, like I was very happy on the episode how pretty much everybody was pretty high on it. And then the source, man, like, he was screaming, he was cussing, he was spitting. Like, he really... Like as I as I watch it for a second time now, mm-hmm. like I don't think I necessarily hate it as much as I did the first time, but I think that's more out of mm-hmm. me just not giving a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't like it any better. I just I don't sure I don't have don't. exactly the same amount of vitriol. I'll I'll take that as progress though. I'd see, I see I I kind I kind of had a had a piece of hope here that we could convert source, and you know not on this viewing but but eventually to to You're be a little kinder to, to this like film. This movie. I think we need to all revisit this as a new commentary on Arbor Day to yes. see where you're at then. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. I will put it on my calendar right now. I think every year we need to do a commentary with the source for this can film we, until he we comes talk around. About, can we talk about how he manages to get on every TV station everywhere in a time dude, were, when, dude, when it was basically... back then. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I know there was three networks back then, but when you put a commercial on on channel two, whatever it was in your area, that wasn't on its its broadcast. It wasn't. It was only local. No, that was pretty no. much everywhere. If you got it on the national t- slot at uh, what do you call it, prime time? Yeah, the affiliates and all that. There was no cable back there. Oh, oh, oh it isn't even so much channel, that. No. <laughs> three channels, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love. Uh, I'll get. I'll get to what I really love about the conclusion of this movie here in ten minutes. Oh my god! Oh. And not only that, like everybody would attune to. You know what I mean? Like even if it was only on one channel, everybody would attune to it anyway. So it didn't really matter how many channels it was or wasn't on. Awful, awful lot of masks just hanging out for a place that's not going to need masks after today. Well, you don't. You, you do it again next year. Yeah, you don't know what phase two of the plan is, source. Sell more masks after all these kids die while wearing them. Well, they might not even be masks in the box. You don't know. They might not have got to China yet. Exactly. 
you're going to steal that bigger rock. You got to use it. <laughs> yeah. If they were really just going to do this one Halloween, <laughs> they would have took like a, you know, like a pizza box size of a rock. Here's the, but that's not the point, though. The point is that you're going to have all these kids in silver shamrock masks, right, that have a silver shamrock commercial on TV that all have bugs explode out of their face and no one's going to come like blowing up this this factory <laughs> like there's not going to be matter the, the, like no one's going to put two and two together himself too exactly what are you going to rest the robots he, i mean his, that's his end game he's going to go with it he sacrifices yeah, himself you're, you're talking about you're talking about what happens next year <laughs> nothing and, and not only that source with the way people are like even if okay let's say this 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 big giveaway happens everybody's kids heads turn to bugs nobody in a million years would it, would ever be able to explain that? They would never be able to tie it to the mask, the TV show. They just wouldn't believe it no, because because there's because there's millions of kids across the country that die while watching a co- commercial wearing a mask. Exactly, and for, at the same time, but and for everybody who didn't lose a kid, everybody who didn't witness it live, they would say that's preposterous. Like nobody, there would there would be mass denial. Kind of like it. he's doing right now. We're talking about millions of kids. Exactly. Again, like these numbers. I know. Again, just showing that this film is a huge euphemism for nine eleven. <laughs> Many people believe that it didn't even happen. That planes never even crashed into the buildings. <sighs> Here we go. He saves the girl. He's got to get her out of there so he can get her back to the hotel room and bang her some more before the end of the world happens. Where they kill millions of people. Exactly. Well, you figure he's frantic. His kids have those masks. Yeah, he's got to get out of there. <laughs> they didn't want the shitty mask that, that he gave them. They wanted the ones that Source claims no other kid would, would ever want. Mm-hmm. It's not what I said, but okay. <laughs> also, come on. Come on. Actually, that's exactly this. what you said. On, <laughs> exactly. I was rethinking that. I was like, wait. You just said, I thought no other kid would ever want them. That's not what I said. What I said was, you're not going to get the, every kid to wear the same three masks. Also, I love how, like, Scooby-Doo-wise, nobody noticed them walking walking with that uh, rolly tray of masks. Hmm. Which is only there to serve the purpose of them having a way to roll to the other side of the boxes. That's true. Yeah, but that's a plot point in any James Bond film. Yeah. Are you going to hate James Bond now? I love James Bond. Let's see, see, I hate James Bond. You all you have to do is watch one, and you've seen every single one of them. <laughs> it's a different discussion Spyfall for a different day. Like, that's Spyfall another commentary. Is one of the worst movies ever made. I agree. Wait. Skyfall is awful. No, I, that was one of the both, worst things ever. You're both a bunch of dummies. Are we now? All movie wore Skyfall all day. As a guy who's seen every James Bond movie, it is not a bad movie. So we got a guy whose favorite movie is The Dark Knight, and he also happens to love Skyfall, which is a shot-for-shot remake of The Dark Knight. (laughs) That's the movie where the whole plot is to get back those dames and numbers, that hard drive, yet they forget about that 45 minutes in. Exactly. Did they ever get it back? Different discussion for a different day. All right, let's let's get down to Atkins. I mean, like, now hold on, I got nothing. I got nothing against ripping off another movie, but the in the Skyfall ripped off Home Alone for Christ's sakes. It remade it. Shot pretty shot. much. Here, here we have Atkins sneaking in. It's like saying every Home Invasion movie ripped off Home Alone. There's still there's Saw's a direct Saw's Home Alone's the prequel to Saw. 
I also love how he knows which buttons to press on this machine that the buttons aren't even like labeled or in any sort of fashion. You figure he was tied up there. He probably he just didn't do it. He just knows exactly what random combination of buttons to press. No, he's just internal he's, thing. Really? He's just really? trying to sabotage it. I mean, if I went to your computer while something was running and I started hitting buttons on the keyboard, I mean, I could probably stop it. You know what I mean? Even if I didn't know yeah. really exactly what to press. This is a great moment here where he, he takes the box full of the uh, shamrock chips and actually makes it rain down on these fuckers. I always thought this was a cool scene. Oh, yeah. It was clever. Yeah, using their own technology against them. You gotta be pretty drunk to think of that. <laughs> Tom Atkins was. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'll tell you what, compared to effects now, I actually liked it when they just made, like, cartoons on top of, you know what I mean? Like, that, yeah, all, all that electricity. Admit, that is kind of cool. It, it, yeah, it's just cooler looking. The robots are all dying. How are the robots on the stairs dying, but they're not dying up top holding the box of chips? Because they're above it. Like, all the shit is sprinkling. Yeah, yeah, but the robots were above it, too. They're right right next to them. No, they're down on the side, so the shit's, like, falling down in front of them. They're not high enough to be, like, escaping it or whatever. This chase scene right here is more epic than the opening of Skyfall. I'll agree with that. I love I love the special effect here where where the old man starts to uh, go crazy with Skyfall or I'm saying Skyfall <laughs> Stonehenge powering up here in this ring. I like this here. It's really cool. What what is going on here? Well, it's powering up, so it's getting ready to shoot all all the powers of Stonehenge. Do I really need to explain Stonehenge to you, Source? I'm trying to understand what's going on right now. Like, we none of this makes any us. sense. There's exactly. this little ring. Like, why You're is this expert. ring going on? Because the TVs are playing it? But this didn't happen when the TV played in the room with the kid. Because because they weren't next to Stonehenge in the room with they the kid. They weren't next to Stonehenge. And that's not one TV, buddy. That's like ten. Yeah, I love this, like, light-up see, light see how he's perfectly aligned with it. Yeah. Like when Indiana Jones did the amulet and it shown the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. He knew what was going on. That was his ultimate sacrifice. Exactly. I mean, it wasn't like he tried to get millions of miles away from there. He wanted to be there when it, when it, you know, he wanted to witness the power firsthand. That's a cool shot right there with the it orange sky-like background. That whole that whole segment in the um, control room and all that shit that was very cool looking, very you know, creepy the way they had to sneak around and all that. Here you got Atkins trying to get the word to the outside world. Thinks everything, you know, thinks he has a chance to uh, fix everything here. Then he's going to get a, a, you know, a curveball thrown his way, if you will. She's starting to go full robot now, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Nope. Trying to twist his head off. She almost looks hotter as the bug-eyed robot. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Scratching the shit out of Atkins' face. He does have a rubbery-like face. <laughs> he does. I always thought it was they weird. They should make Tom Atkins masks. <laughs> I think they probably do. I always thought it was weird how the, the trunk popped open when they wrecked. 
I think it's kind of weird how he managed to like. Obviously, he's not wearing a seatbelt, but that didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, because he tumbles out of the car immediately after impact. He falls backwards out of the car. <laughs> when it's that's, a, that's a big asshole Cadillac. That's a tank he's driving. Though. Okay, that is true. Look at Bobby okay. De Niro got in that car in, in a casino and he didn't even get blowed up. That is true. Just punch her in the stomach. That's all you got to do. This is obviously a reference to Alien here with the way the, <laughs> the head of the robot kind of gets knocked sideways. <laughs> a little servo mechanism. There you go. Very Was the guy's name Ash in the first Alien? Guy's head knocked off. Very much like that scene. Mm-hmm. These robots are so inconsistent. Well, this is a different type of robot. So this is a smaller robot meant to be a, a woman. <laughs> An infiltration unit, if you will. Like, Have you not seen the Terminator films? They weren't all the also, exact same Also, robot. when he killed that other robot, it stopped working completely. Yet this one, the hand, the hand is going to go attack him and the eyeballs are going to move too. That's because they've upgraded. They've exactly. upgraded just in the last minute. Yep. Of no, course. that's plausible. No, is, don't you watch the Terminator movies? Very consistent. I, no, at, at the headquarters there, they showed all the different iterations of the robots. The robots that were walking around doing the dirty work—they weren't created <clears throat> like instantly a day before. They've been around for a couple years. Maybe some are built to lift rocks and some to apologist. kill. Exactly. Just apologist. Okay, wait, are you too, are you, is Terminator 2 too old of a movie for you? Because, you know, there were different robots in that. Yeah, there's two. This is not Terminator types. 2. This is not Terminator 2. What you, your, your, your way of trying to make your point is comparing things to things that have nothing to do with what you're talking about. Well, you just like, said, you just said how this, this robot can't do anything. How is that not valid? Okay, there's two robots in this movie, so there can't be two type of robots in this film. Yeah, and you don't question it in another okay film. For, Why question yeah, you it don't there? question it in that movie. Now, now, source, where where are you at with Halloween three in terms of when you watch it? Are are you are you like sitting there cursing the screen? It makes you so angry, or are you just like bored and lifeless when you watch it? You know what I mean? Because that's the first time. Too deep. The first time I was cursing the screen. Uh, this time, because I promised myself I'd never watch it again, I'm more so just sad that I have to sit through this one more time. Mm. I'm dejected, is what I am. I like the callback here to Atkins be kind of becoming the new crazy running old man because he runs back to the uh, the okay. same gas Excuse station. Please. Yeah, can we please talk about how he knows the phone number? To the to the TV station, and then not only that, but all of the TV stations he calls this. He just calls this one number, and all the TV stations. Okay, number are the one, same. number one. They showed a view of a wall and a clock. How do you know he didn't dial the operator and say, "Pass yeah, me through"? Exactly. Let's just two, say, let's just say he did. And somehow he's they, probably they, calling. Somehow they sent him to the person that controls these things because obviously it works. He gets it turned off for this channel, but then he's like, "Now channel two, channel two, like." It, they're not all at the same place. You know, it, it's probably, you know, what's so He's not talking to the TV that? czar. <clears throat> he could be. Maybe he knows the guy. Yeah, because there is not such a thing. It's a small town. He, I mean. It's a small town. Oh, it's not a small town. You guys told me this. This is on the air all the way across the country. Well, it we're is. Talking, we're talking about the it national is. network. He's, here. he's trying to stop it time. locally so his kids don't get killed. 
He's not where Ooh, this place is, though. They right took now. a road trip here. This yeah. isn't local where his kids are. He probably well, called this one here in town. Yeah. How do you also not in, in, refreshing, as, as tacky as it sounds, how is it not refreshing to see, like, the... the the desperation there of someone to end a movie on that kind of note. I, yeah. I'm, I, I'm okay with the end in the sense of like, mm-hmm. he obviously isn't getting the job done and there's a bunch of kids that are going to die. Like I'm cool with that. But the whole idea that like, he can just call up and talk to the person that controls every TV station. Like, come on. Well, I different mean, time, man. Three channels. No, if you're going to go the path that you went, which was that it's going to be a TV thing and he's going to try and stop it, and then you're going to try to have me believe that he just happens to like dial up the person in control of content and that person controls every TV station, it's ridiculous. Well, phones, but, phones were way different back then. You could call the operator and say, connect me here, and then yeah. hit operator again. Operator, connect I, me here. I'm, I'm disagreeing. I'm saying say, even, even if he got through, it's all on one phone call right there where he gets it turned off at one station. He's like, no, it's on the next station. No. You need to take it off. Take yeah, it off. yeah. It's the he, same station. Yeah. It's the same station. Okay, okay. Does it go off the air on the next station? No. He, he's no, just, it's because he's on the phone with the one. Yeah, he's just he's panicking. Telling, he's like, you got to turn it off. It's just panicking. Yeah, he's panicking. He's in shock. Horrible. Oh, my gosh. I think that there's a lot of good ideas in this movie, and I think it's poorly executed in almost all of them. So you would be there willing to watch if they made it a remake? If they made a remake of this movie and they found a way to putty up a bunch of the plot holes, I think it would be a lot better. What if they made it just the same with The Rock? Yes, the Rock I mean, it would obviously be better, but it wouldn't be good. Not every movie The Rock makes is good. Almost all of them Ooh. are. About ninety-nine percent. Are you going to defend that, the Tooth Fairy? I like the Tooth Fairy. Got to remember, I got oh, a kid. Jesus, Hercules. The only one I didn't. I, I never watched that. I have no interest it's in it. It's better than the other Hercules. Like, by well, you, you cousin, you, you can't just skip that. all the bad ones and then be like, 99% of the movies are great. <laughs> 99% of the ones I choose to see. Exactly. That's that's the only one. I think that's the only that's the only movie he's made I haven't seen, to be honest with you. All right. Since, since, I, since I've seen, um, uh, you know, like Halloween. I saw Southland Tales, and that movie sucked. All right, so so let's 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 break down his his roles real quick because we got two rock lovers and and I've been hearing about how great he is. All right, I'm not going to count the ones that haven't come out yet, like San Andreas, because we because we don't we don't know. You know what I mean? Wait, Wait, that doesn't enough. look too good. No, it looks bad. All right, we got Hercules. Where are you two at? Can okay, I um, didn't see? It's 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 not great, but it's like a hundred times better than the other Hercules movie that came out within a month of it. Oh, okay, For, forget about that. Just as a movie, like as a movie, w- would you buy it if it was ten to twelve dollars on Blu-ray? I would buy it if on Blu-ray. Yeah, if it was ten bucks. Yeah. Okay, Fast and Furious Six. Oh, oh yeah. hell yeah! Oh yeah! All right, Pain and Gain. Amazing. Best movie. That's his best film. All right, Empire State, the directed Netflix film that he did. I did not see it. That's not. I watched it. That's not that bad, actually. Okay. Is it direct to video quality, though, Corey? No, no, it's actually not. It's. I would put it theater quality, to be honest with you. Okay, fair enough. Um, GI Joe Retaliation. I like. I say. I say it's good, especially after that first one when that the train wreck that was the first GI Joe. Oh my god! I couldn't do anything but be like, "This is good" the whole time. All right, snitch. 
I like Snitch. Which one is Snitch? Is that the one where he's a truck driver? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, I really like that movie a lot. All right, Journey to the Mysterious Island. Didn't see it. Was, it. It, was, it was fun. Oh, Christian loved it. Okay, Fast Five. Oh, yeah. A fantastic movie. Okay, Faster. Let me see this one here. I'm looking it up right now. That I don't remember okay. this. That was, that was more of a Billy Bob Thornton movie with The Rock as a co-star, though, if you really break it down. That was not one of his best. Um, I don't... I've seen this, but that I That was know. The Rock trying to go gritty and hard-edged. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember anything about this, honestly, even though I saw Maggie it. Grace was hot in it. She's always hot, though. Oh, yeah. Except for the new movies. She, except for Taken 3. She looks hideous in Taken 3 for some reason. Um, the other guys, the the comedy with Will Ferrell. Oh, we love that movie. Him, really? Him and Samuel Jackson were great in it, but the movie was shit. Yeah, I, like I, n- I never hear yeah, anybody say really anything funny. good yeah. about it. I think that movie's funny. All right, Tooth Fairy. Didn't That's see cute. It. Okay, I'll give you guys a pass if you don't want to count this, but but he was the main character, Planet Fifty One. It was an animated film. That's actually a really good cartoon. Yeah, I didn't think that was bad at all. Okay, Race to Witch Mountain, another child that, film. That was a, that was another good. That film, was I decent thought. for the beginning of it. I didn't see I didn't see all of it. I have to say, the last couple of years he's been getting better, but this 2008 to 2010 period. This was is where rough. his work is yeah. tough. Uh, get smart, yeah. That's, you know that was not another one. That movie was dog shit, but he was pretty good in it. Like the thing about the thing about The Rock isn't necessarily that every movie that The Rock is in is really good. It's that almost every movie that The Rock makes is better because he's in it. Yeah, he's usually the scene stealer, even in these shit movies. All right, uh, did I say this one yet? The Game Plan. Game Plan's actually a really good film. Okay, I don't think I even saw it. Uh, TV series Corey in the House. Did you see that one, Corey? Yeah, missed that episode. Okay, <laughs> Gridiron Gang. It's a good movie. Doesn't look nothing like the real guy, but it's a good movie. Okay, Southland Tales. That is just shit. <laughs> Where are you at on Southland Tales? Source? I don't think I ever saw Southland Tales. I'm looking at it yeah. right now. I don't think I've ever seen it. Makes less yeah. sense than Donnie Darko. Yeah, I haven't seen it at all. Okay, don't. Doom. Doom was okay. Doom it was kind is of fun, not a good. It's, it's not a good movie, but I thought it was fun to see like a video game movie that they they did a bunch of it in first person, which yeah, was kind of cool. It's one of the, like it's it's not a good movie. It's one of the few rock movies I actually enjoy, just because I don't know. It's a monster movie. Be cool. He's probably he the best part of that it. movie. Yeah, he's yeah, probably the best part Vince, of that movie. Him and Vince Vaughn are awesome. The movie's a piece of shit though. Walking Tall. Amazing. I love it. Wow, I can't believe both of you guys are so high on that movie. It's a great movie. Uh, the Rundown. It just It's so generic, Walking Tall. I just can't believe you guys. The Rundown. rundown I, I, I didn't like the shaky cam I, I like the slow-mo, but I like the movie. I don't remember very much of The Rundown, honestly. Okay, The Scorpion King. To me, I think this is probably the worst film he's made. I actually like The Scorpion King. I liked it better than, I'll tell you, I'm be honest with you, I liked it better than any of the Schwarzenegger, Conan, the Barbarian films. Really? It's pretty bad. It's yep. pretty bad. Uh, I, I think the first Conan movie is pretty classic. But yeah, I'm with Source on the Scorpion King. I, I honestly, I rented it. I couldn't finish it. It just seemed like a direct-to-video movie to me. But uh, The Mummy Returns. You know, he was he was all right. He was in it for two minutes. Okay. Yeah, he's barely in it. Other than TV stuff, that's pretty much his acting. Like, And the reason reason I wanted to run it down like that is everybody talks about how amazing a, a career he's had and stuff. And like... To me, I mean, obviously you guys disagree because you guys like those movies. But to me, you know, I would think most people, when you really break it down and talk about what he's done and stuff, like 
I just, I mean, and, and I don't even think it's really his fault, but I just think his movie career is bad, like really bad. Like I think out of those thirty movies we just went through, I would say only five of them are like probably worth buying the Blu-ray of. Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't. I own all of them, even the ones I hate. My like that's just kind of what I'm saying that like my even my the ones I for, hate. <laughs> my my reason for for being so. Um, down with the rock is just it's not so much that like the rock is making the greatest movies of all time it's just that you know it's that him. he makes every movie better and pretty much all of the movies he's in are worse movies without him so he's <laughs> worth watching himself even if the rest of the movie is bad okay I mean, dude's entertaining dude's entertaining i mean i mean you guys are super he's fans he's, like, he's no he's no tom atkins but he's entertaining who is? <laughs> I've, I'll say it a hundred times. The commentary that he does for Walking Tall is is the greatest commentary in history. Nothing's ever going to top it. Okay. Oh, where he acts like The Rock the whole time? He's The Rock in third person through the whole thing. And then meanwhile, he goes, don't call me The Rock anymore. <laughs> well, I think the reason that happened was because uh, I think at the time, those pictures still have Vince McMahon's name because he was getting a cut of the money. So right. he's like, well, fuck, I'm just going to call myself Dwayne Johnson. Why should I share anything with you? Exactly. Vince McMahon is a vampire. Him. No, I don't name me, another, name me another, not even necessarily wrestler, name me another athlete that can post a film resume like that. I mean, I definitely, th- like, like, and I think people thought he would be the next Schwarzenegger, but I got to say, he didn't come close to Schwarzenegger's filmography, in my opinion. But, like, you know, so many of, the, of his movies are, if you really compare them, uh, I'm going to say it, and you know I'm an action guy, but a lot of those movies are leaps and bounds better than anything Schwarzenegger did in his prime. And, and short, I, I could see you stacking the lamer rock movies against the lamer Schwarzenegger movies, but, I mean, just all-time classics like The Terminator, Predator, like, I'm sorry, but rock will never have movies of that quality. Fast, he doesn't, five, he doesn't, fast he doesn't, five and Fast Six are better than any of them. Oh, yeah, he doesn't. He I, doesn't. I, can't, no, I, can't I disagree with it. that. No, yeah. But he he doesn't. Um, he doesn't have any of those movies where he's just the guy. You know what I mean? Like you had Schwarzenegger with these tentpole action movies that he was. It was just him. He was the guy. Right. And there's not a whole lot of that with The Rock. A lot of times when The Rock is the best, the best Rock movies are with a with an ensemble cast. And even the ones where he's by himself, those are good movies, but they're not like big tentpole action movies. Not there are no action movies, movies where it's one guy. Every action movie is an ensemble nowadays. Yeah, because according to the public, it's too unbelievable that there can be actually be an action hero anymore, which I disagree Jason, with. Jason Statham's probably your top action hero. Yeah, well, but most of his films don't even come out in the theater here theatrically no, anymore. They, they they bomb, and and, yeah. and Safe is was one of the best action films in the last Sa- few years. And safe was that's safe. Safe was great. I mean, really great. It made no money. Nobody went. And saw no, none at all. Transport movies were great. They made no money. Yeah. Crank Two was amazing. It didn't. They didn't make their budget back in the theater. Dude, those Crank movies are a favorite of mine for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. But see, and then that's the people. I wish the stay them could get more work. Did you go see that in the theater? I watched it on cable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I, I really think. I mean, obviously, his films do something on home video. You know, compared to just a no-name movie that a distributor could put out. But I mean, even. Even video-wise, you know, rentals, DVD sales, whatever. I don't even think Statham's really doing that good there anymore. Maybe yeah, the Transporter his, films his, are good on video, but that was about it. 
his biggest hit's going to be Furious 7, and, and that has nothing to do with him. He just yeah. happened to get lucky and get a part in, in you know, a top franchise. Yeah. But, it, it, it you know, him being a Furious 7 or whatever, it won't make any of his other films come out nope. theatrically here. Because, I mean, no studio is just going to spend the marketing cost is pretty much what it is because they don't feel like, you know, that you can get any return on his films. He'll be he's doing straight video huh? movies in a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, he's almost 50 now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I mean, he's always smoked like a chimney, and still didn't stop him from doing all this acrobatic shit before. But he has the best names of any characters in film, too, though. I just think it came down to really that, like, I mean, obviously there's some women that probably find him attractive because he's a buff dude and stuff. But I think overall, he just didn't have the look that, uh, you know, like I think he had the male audience, but he didn't have the look. You know, kind of like Van Damme did early on when he was a pretty boy. He didn't have the look that would also drive in the women as well. I, I would like apparent. to see Statham be uh, James Bond. Oh, I would too. That would be the best James Bond movie. Dude, but I don't know, dude. James Bond movies are so hung up on trying to be so artsy-fartsy now. I don't really... Yeah. So apparently the next movie that Statham has coming out is coming out on May 22nd, and it will go out to screens. It's called Spy. And yes, it's with Melissa, Melissa McCarthy yeah. and Rose Byrne, and oh it looks my god, really, really funny, actually. Uh, uh no, just just see, I'm no. a big fan of her. I'm a huge fan of her. Oh, she's the worst. She oh, is. See, I think she's. I think she's hilarious. I would fuck the shit out of her. I have no shame in admitting that. Well, that has that has nothing to do with um with whether her movies are good or not. I'm sorry, but I like her movie. I mean, Bridesmaids was a horrible movie, but was. she was really funny in it. She was funny in it. I thought that he was great. She only, the problem with her is that she only plays one part, and it's annoying now. Yeah, it's a fat She's person always, who weighs her arms. disgusting slob, yeah. But further, pr- further proof that Statham is over, he's got, he's got his new film, Wild card coming out January thirtieth, twenty fifteen, from yeah. Lionsgate of all people, the master yeah, of bombs. Yeah, Amazon. Jason Statham, Stanley Tucci, Sofia Vergara, Anne Hage. Uh, yeah, direct a video. <laughs> it look it looks really bad too. Does it? It says it has a thirty million dollar budget. I mean, Statham's just over, and they keep talking about Mechanic Resurrection twenty sixteen. That won't come mm-hmm. out in theaters either. You know, I like the mechanic, but how did it merit a sequel? It didn't make no money. No, yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing. And this one, Mechanic Resurrection's got Jessica Alba and Tommy Lee Jones I and seen Michelle Yeoh. I've seen that. It's bizarre casting. I'm going to say it again. i got to say it. The TV show Arrow has better action sequences than any of these fucking movies coming out. I would agree with that for the most part. I just think Arrow, the scenes aren't long enough to really compete with feature-length films. Yeah, they're usually pretty just, quick it, and pretty cutty. It's just yeah. sad though how a TV show can get it right in a movie with all the money can't. Well, I just, I, yeah, I, I just think there's something weird about movie priorities. Like I don't know, but we're getting, we've been way off topic. Halloween three has Wait, long now, hold ended. On, hold on, cousin, cousin, mm-hmm. I got a movie, movie idea, movie idea. Okay, let's hear it. Holy shit, let's talk about it. it. Let's get a couple bad guys, mm-hmm. terrorists. Let's get a whole group of terrorists. And they take over Stonehenge. Ooh. And they're going to blow up Stonehenge. But like The it. Rock has to come in and save the day. I would I would actually pay to see that. Mm-hmm. Source, where you at on that Stonehenge why, versus The why, Rock? Why would they want to blow up Stonehenge? Because they want to 
get all the chips when it blows up to make more masks. Yeah, they're blowing it up to get the little tiny chip pieces. If The Rock's in it, I'm going to watch it, but I'll be begrudgingly. The poster could be like Stonehenge, you know, kind of in the background, and you see The Rock all baby oiled up in the front. Hmm. Begrudgingly. I'm just here watching Halloween 3 again. And, you know, I'm feeling the romantic mood because it is Valentine's Day right now. And I think that's a good place to end. I'm actually thinking about going out on Valentine's Day, believe it or not, and getting a uh, Halloween 3 tattoo. Ugh. Corey, where are you at on possible Halloween 3 ink? Is it is a film worth immortalizing? No, probably not, but I do have a Silver Shamrock hoodie. Okay, there you go. Sometimes I hate you both. <laughs> All right, Source, is there anything you... I know you're going to be touring and stuff, and uh, I, I know there's a new second run in the can, but it's I believe it's not uploaded yet because I haven't seen it released yet. Is there anything yeah. you kind of want to like quickly preview for people to get them on the new episode of Second Run? Well, it'll it'll be out by the time this comes out uh, by a long shot. Oh, but, yeah, that's um, right, because this is coming yeah. out on Valentine's. Um. But so the January episode, uh, was a ton of movies that we talked about. We, um, we kind of did a little differently instead of focusing on a couple, we, we talked a little bit about like 10 or 12 of them. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot there. And it begins with a new segment called jelly rolls where you get to rant about something. And my rant was pointed at Corey G. So wow. he hasn't heard it. He hasn't heard it yet, but he will when it comes out by the time we hear this. Well, um, in all fairness, you're taking into consideration. I will listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to want to. Basically, um, it's, it's coming. Yeah, it's, it, it kicks show. off the show too. It kicks off the show. Nice. There's a hot new show coming out too called the COUF. Not to give much away about it, but it yeah. probably will be out before you hear this. It'll too. be out before you. Yeah. There's even, there's even a public service announcement from myself and the goat. We show up at the end of the show to do a public service announcement about you know you and your love for Stonehenge. <laughs> Never watching it again. Who, what other podcasts have continuity and storylines between them and continue on other shows? <laughs> exactly. Tell me. Who does that? You guys are going to be the next serial. Exactly. I mean, I'm thinking, you figure it started with Second Run, moved over to Hillbilly DVD Reviews, went back to Second Run, had a public service announcement on another show, mm-hmm. and now it's coming back here. To, I mean, nobody else, every podcaster hates each other. We're, we got continuity. Exactly. <laughs> These are storylines are better than anything Vince McMahon can come up with. <laughs> That's true. Vince McMahon needs to hire us. Fix, mm-hmm. That way people won't be booing the Royal Rumble out of the building. All I can say, though, is where we at? I'm going to ask another guy here. I'm trying to help you out, cousin. Mm-hmm. Movie Wars. Mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious versus Star Wars. Yeah. That's, are you Are you down, it. Source? Oh, I'm so in. I'm so on the Fast and Furious side of this argument. It's not even close. Oh, now see, this is going to be interesting because now me and him are going to be teaming up. Yeah, on that one, you guys will be coming after me. I think I'll be the only person defending Star Wars against the Fast and the Furious franchise. You think so? There's got to be someone else out there that, that that's oh, I think in this Travis group. Star Wars guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's a prequel hater though, so he could be split down the middle. I think I'm the only person that's pro Star Wars. I think the way we're going to do it, I think it's going to be a two part movie war special because there's six films in each franchise. I think part one, we're we're basically going to go through 
talk about the uh, plot descriptions, what happens, and then we're going to get into discussion. You know, like we'll do the plot description of Fast One, the plot description of Episode One, and then we'll find out where everybody's at. And I want to keep a scorecard. And when somebody says, dude, this film's better, I want to tally it. And at the end of uh, the second episode, we'll tally it up. And then we'll we'll declare a definitive winner of Fast and Furious versus Star Wars. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be a landslide victory for the Fast and <laughs> Furious movies. Not only that, but this is, you know, we kind of abandoned it for a little while. But this is pretty much a podcast that's been a year in the making, wouldn't you say, Corey? Yeah, because I came up with the concept for it a long, like long, last long, summer, long yeah, I, long before I got hurt or anything like right. that. Right, yeah. But I firmly, I'm not saying it is a joke. The Fast and the Furious movies, I do think they're better. And to be honest with you, that's really is my favorite film franchise of all time. Yeah, it really is. That's interesting. I like. I would expect Source of being of the younger generation would would say that, but not you, Corey. <laughs> yeah, I um, I I love them. I really do. I I don't have a, I don't know. I don't know what the deal. I'm not a car guy or anything. There's just something about it that just they just hit me the right way. I will say they've gotten more fun once they dump the uh, car element. Complete, you know, not completely out of it, but they use the cars more in action scenes. Whereas before, the attraction was the car in probably the first three movies. I would say they became a team of essentially superheroes. Right. Which is cool. I'm down for it. I just don't know, really. I mean, Star Wars is something that's persisted almost 40 years now. I just don't know how you're going to, you know, say, uh, you know, basically the modern day equivalent of Smokey and the Bandit blows that away on any level. I think Smokey and the Bandit blows away Star Wars. Ooh. (laughs) Well, we'll leave it at that for the Fast (laughs) and the Furious versus Star Wars coming up. But yeah, as a source, I I sincerely want to thank you for joining us on this, making this commentary interesting. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, you were confrontationally called out, and I have to say, you, I mean, you had my respect before because uh, I've heard how you battled Jelly on uh, Second Run. And I would <laughs> recommend anybody listen to Second Run, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. But definitely, just just fucking, you know, getting called out to the schoolyard and showing up like a man. I appreciate hey, man, it. Man, I'll always be there at the flagpole at noon. Let's do it. And and, and Corey, t- tell us what's coming up on the next episode of your podcast. I have a podcast. <laughs> I don't know, dude. You? you never know by the time this comes out. You never know. I'm still looking to do a show that's about the uh, Karate Kid trilogy. There you go. Maybe maybe we'll have to create a, a new uh, empire just to cover that. <laughs> I want to discuss the. I want to discuss the intricate plot points of the of the whiny chip on his shoulder good guy and the cool bad guy who feud over the world's fattest cheerleader. There you go. Sweep the leg, sweep the leg, sweep the leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg. Get Somebody already copied. Somebody already has that name, though. I know. Can't call it sweep the leg. So yeah. Anyway, I want to. You know, I guess pe- you know people are probably settling down right now with their um, their wives, their girlfriends, their I don't know, their mistresses, whatever. I hope. Oh, you- can I, cousin, can I say one thing real quick before I forget? Yeah, go for it. I want to make a perfect prediction like Mr. Perfect used to. Okay. When people listen to the Second Run podcast and hear Jelly's, excuse me, Source's rant on me, which I haven't even heard yet, mm-hmm. I predict his Facebook is going to blow up, blow up with people. Yeah, I hate that, Corey G, just as much as you do. <laughs> you, you think he'll gain an army of uh, supporters? 
And then in the same sense, no wonder, why doesn't he come back to the Facebook? Yes. I, I got to say, this this may be anticlimactic for pe- for people. This this actually turned out to be a much more civil affair than I thought it would be. But I'm actually glad it is because it means we can continue on the further with you know with other dis- disagreements and discussions with other films. Well, two people that like The Rock can't hate each other. I mean, it's just yeah. impossible. Yeah, I, I have to say, uh, <laughs> like I thought it was going to be the audio. Tie that binds. Yeah, I thought it was going to be they audio know. dynamite tonight, and it, it was pretty calm. It was just like you know, like a small salvo of words back and forth. I don't, I don't want to blame it on being sick, but I'm certainly not in the uh, the go to 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 go 15 rounds. I don't think. Right, right. But it is Valentine's Day. It's a time for love. So you guys at least bonded over your love for The Rock, <laughs> the People's Champ. <laughs> and I want to thank everyone out there for spending their Valentine's Day with us, commemorating one of the most romantic films ever produced, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Thanks a lot, and we'll catch you next time, everybody. Hello. All right. I want to talk to you guys uh, a little bit about some of the fun things that happened on the set of Halloween 3. Um, one of was the nude scene, which is always a lot of fun for us actors and actresses. Not, um, n- not that I don't love Tom Atkins, but nude scenes are very technical. You guys would hate it because men don't like to be told what to do and here and there and move a quarter of an inch, and that's exactly what happens. Um, It's, you know, can you kiss her breast like three inches to the left? No, no. Okay, and move, you know, it was just that kind of thing. So it was a little um, hardly sexy, let's put it that way. Um, The other fun part of that was having makeup every single place on my body which, you know, was kind of like a massage. It was kind of fun. But uh, it was a weird thing. A lot of, a lot of long showering to take it all off. Um, the other really cool thing was when, at the end of the movie, in case you guys don't know, you know I get decapitated, my arm comes off, I look fabulous. They made a death mask of my head, made it up, put a wig on so it all looked like me. And then they had a body double, who was exactly my height, my size, wearing the wardrobe that I had been wearing. And the way we shot this last scene was we went to, uh, on a soundstage, they had a little platform. And on the platform, there was a hole. And the body double, who was wearing my clothes, was maybe 10 feet away, and she had her head in the hole. So all you could see was her body. Um, And then there was me, uh, and I slipped under through the platform, which was about this wide, can't get too claustrophobic there, and stuck my head up like a little, you know, I don't know, uh, a little otter or whatever, some kind of little uh, creature (laughs) from underground, Uh, a mole, that's what the word I was looking for. And so there's just my head, you can't see any of my body, and I'm looking over, and I see my body. That was trippy because the body double looked exactly she had the same body, the same everything. That was weird. That was fun. That was very cool. That was very cool. But I didn't get to keep any of those things, you know, the death mask or any of that stuff. So, but fun making that movie. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.